Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am one of your hosts, Corey Darrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the joy, but also my favorite Wisconsinite on the Citadel. Ha! Stoy Jovich. Oh, man. That makes me feel so good. <laughs> See? See? Yeah. I like that. I use I use that. So <laughs> before yeah. we started recording, I was like, Josh is going to be mad at that. But that's okay, because I, I tell him he's my favorite Destiny co-host on the Citadel. Well, I'm not a Destiny co-host, so he can have the Destiny co-host thing on the Citadel. You know, that's true. How many Wisconsinites are there on the Citadel? Hmm. Like one. One. Me. Yeah. So. Hmm. It's Josh. It's fine. It's all it's fine. fine. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fine, yeah, how we um, Laurent and I recorded that uh, Mass Effect uh, series, and uh, I forget what it was. We we coined the term space boner, mm. or like a sci-fi boner or something like that. Where like uh, sci-fi lore, like we get such a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's because especially with Mass Effect, how they give you like details and all the planets that you discover and, you know, reading all that text of like what the, you know, how many revolutions around the sun does it take and how many rotations compared to Earth years and stuff like it's so cool. Like when I explore planets, like if I mine for minerals and resources in Mass Effect 2, I read all that shit. Like I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool. Like I forget about it. But like it's really cool that the dev like the writers take time to kind of write all that stuff. So, hey. Toss a coin to your uh, writers uh, in any game that you do, and uh, read the codex entries. Yes, a lot of people put in a lot of time for that. I gotta tell you, man, codex was like the best. It was yeah. the best. And honestly, in any game, like in uh, like in any fantasy game, like a lot of times, just reading those codex entries and kind of really engrosses you into the world a lot more so than just running through and just playing gameplay. But that's me. I know I'm not like everybody. Yeah. But yeah. You are definitely not like everybody. No. No, I am uh, unique. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, How are you, Stoy? Are you good? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Great. I'm doing fine. Yeah. I've been having a... I, I, started a, I started nursing school, as you know. Yes. And uh, I'm only taking online classes right now. And I'm going, I'm going full-time. Like, I'm not even working right now because uh this uh scholarship program that i'm in and uh so they're actually paying me to go to school they're paying my salary to go to school full time and uh it's a it's a really nice deal but uh i'm i'm finding myself having a lot of more time playing video games which is shocking because you think like i should be spending all my time studying and stuff like that but it's really not that way. Like if I don't have an eight hour job throughout my day, yeah. like I find myself having a lot more time throughout the day than I realize. So video games are your new job. Yes, that is my new job. <laughs> it's my new job. Because be, honestly, like I beat the Mass would, Effect trilogy in one day. Yeah, no kidding, man. And I, I, and I'm trying, like I, I'm still playing Dragon Age Inquisition and I'm trying to beat that so hard because I know like, there's still there's games I still want to get to, and then Dying Light Two is coming out in a couple weeks. Ugh. Yeah, that 500 hour game, you gotta, you know, you can probably wrap that up in like a week. Yeah, I could probably knock it out in a week. How many yeah. hours are there in a day? 24. Yeah. Math. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I think I can do it. You could do we'll it. We'll see. I believe yeah. in you. We'll see. I mean, the game is only like 20 hours if you play the way normal people play it. So yeah. That would be what probably like 40 for you. 
I guess. I think about like, it, was it twenty or was it like twenty or thirty? They I don't said know. they said a hundred percent completion to see everything in the game is five hundred hours. But yeah, that's the, true. The campaign with a few side missions here and there is about twenty hours. Okay, that's fine. I can do that. Yeah. What like that? That's the thing, man. Like, why? Why do they have to make games so long? <laughs> I know. It's like a detriment now. Like, it used yeah. to be, like, a huge selling point, but there are so many games coming out every single day, literally mm-hmm. every day, literally yeah. every day. That yeah. like you go in the store and you check something out, and, yeah, there's a new game there. Yeah, it's not like it's not like when we were kids and we would get, like, what, two games for Christmas, and that would be our games for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd just be like, oh, man, I hope this game doesn't suck because we're going to be playing for a while. Yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, Game Pass, I can download 12 games today and see which one I like best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the um, nowadays, yeah, it's like I especially like the last month and a half, I've been through like a buying a new game drought thing Mm -hmm. where like 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 a big game. So I was talking about picking up like the Uncharted Legacy Collection for the PlayStation 5 this week and i'm like why do i or pat actually on my podcast he's like why do you need to do that and i was like because because i wanna <laughs> like you say why not why pat? It, yeah because i wanna like I, I like the game and he's like but you have it for the playstation 4 and i'm like yeah but the playstation 5 version but the graphics the 4k and the 60 the, the, yeah but it's, it's all better <laughs> just slightly better oh man uncharted PlayStation's best series right now. Honestly, yeah, like it's such a like even especially that one, like Uncharted Four. If that's the last of you know Nathan Drake's story, which I I hope they stick to that. Mm-hmm. Like, man, what a way to go out! That I bet is, they uh, do. I bet the next one is uh, spoiler. Well, I shouldn't spoil it, but the character they introduce in that game, I bet it follows that character. I really hope so. Yeah, I re- I, I really hope so. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> so. I, uh, man, I, I know that's kind of like a hot take that Uncharted is PlayStation's best franchise, but, uh, in terms of games that I like to play, Uncharted is my numero uno for them. And then Horizon, close number two. Mm-hmm. God of War is no. probably up there. I, uh, I, w- I would say God of War, um, is, uh, is probably my top, if not one of my tops. When we, when we talked about when we were on Crossroads last week and we started talking about some of our favorite memories and little bits from the God, the more recent God of War, it made me want to like jump back into it again. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a good game and it was actually probably the most impactful story-wise mm-hmm. compared to all the other ones. Yeah. When I if when and if I get a PlayStation 5 at some point, I will I will replay that game. I when I when I played it like I played it so sporadically because at the time we were trying to like really rev this up and like my daughter was like being born in the middle of it and we were trying to figure out kind of what to do. So I played like half of it before my daughter was born and then I went back like (laughs) six months later and finished it. Mm -hmm. So like my cohesiveness of God of War 2018 is not exactly the greatest so like yeah i don't know i just remember not liking the map system i thought the map system kind of sucked and the menus overall kind of sucked uh but yeah honestly the the user interface like going through like implanting you know crystals into your weapons and stuff like that and all Mm -hmm. that like 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It left a lot to be desired. Yeah. I'll give uh, you that one. But I don't know. I I, I kind of want to go back and play it because I really I really like God of War as a series. I'm one of those old God of War defenders because retroactively it kind of seems like people don't care for those ones mm-hmm. somehow when they were like the biggest thing on the planet back then. Well, they were like God of War, like God of War two when it first came out. Like you mm-hmm. thought, like how the hell could you top the first one? The first one was so over the top. And then God of War two comes out, and your first battle is fighting Ares, the God of War. For fuck's sake! Like, wow, that, what an opening! It yeah, God of War two. Wait, no, you fight the statue, the the. Yeah, but wasn't yeah you fight the statue, but Ares is in the background. Is he? I thought you. Are yeah, you sure? Ares, yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I thought you killed Ares in the first one. That's the final battle in the first one. God of War 2. Oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But... Yeah. Whatever. God of War. Good series. I enjoyed it. I yeah, even enjoyed right. Ascension. Yeah you're, yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. Because like... Cause it turned into a fighting game almost. Because yeah, it had yeah. like the two bars at the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. That was at the end because, yeah, I remember in the beginning, like, he's sitting on the throne and he's like, I'm bored. I'm just going to go intervene in this civil war here. And he just mm-hmm. drops down and he's like fighting a big statue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man. I, I was a God of War fan, too, at one point. Jesus. Yeah. God of War 2 is mm, so good. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. it really bothers me that people are calling God of War Ragnarok God of War 2. It really bothers me. Because it's, it's not God of War 2. No, it's God of War 5, guys. Come on. Yeah. Well, even like the last God of War to have come out, like I know it's a reboot and like, but it's not a reboot. It's not a reboot, really. It's... So like they could have called at least something. It's like a it's like one of those sequels where you it, they like if you played the other ones, you get a lot more out of it, but you can go in and enjoy it. You know. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Games. It's okay. It's so hard nowadays because even like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like oh that's the best. Uh, that's the best Call of Duty game out there right now. And it's like, which one? And it's like, well, both of them, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were yeah. both, like, pretty solid. Yeah. I, I want to play the new one, but I'll probably just wait till it comes to the Game Pass now. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> See, and that's kind of the funny thing. Like, people are complaining, like, oh, Call of Duty Vanguard is the lowest sell- one of the lowest-selling Call of Duty games, you know, in recent history. So, like, Call of Duty's dying. And it's like, yeah, but it was the number one best-selling game of 2021 still. I know. know. Like, it's ridiculous. How crazy is it that? It did that in, yeah. what, seven weeks? Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. That's so stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. Like, but that's the funny thing, because it barely beat out Cold War. Yeah. Yeah, because what, Cold War was three, because Halo was two, right? That's mm-hmm. which, which was impressive, that Halo was number two, considering yeah. it's on Game that, Pass. Did and the count? multiplayer is free. Like, that, that yeah, was right. the other thing. Did they count uh, Game Pass subscribers in that? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Nope. I always wondered that if, like, <clears throat> sales numbers, they count that for... Well, uh, MPD is weird because they count how much money the game earns. So they do the math after that? Yeah. But, like, okay. I don't know if microtransactions are included in that. Sometimes people say they are and sometimes people say they aren't, which is why Grand Theft Auto is on these lists all the time. But, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. One of us would probably figure that out someday. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that is a uh... man. I don't. Want, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, there's people that get paid a hell of a lot more than I do that that figure that shit out. Yeah, yeah. 
Good times, though. Video games. Yeah. Video games are fun. How have you been, man? That was a hell of a news week last week. Oh, I know. Gosh, dude. I'm, I'm Like, I want to hear more about this deal, but I'm tired of everybody's hot takes about it, you know? Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Man. I. It's just like every show I listen to is like, if it's a PlayStation show, everybody's pissed off. If it's an Xbox show, everybody's like, oh, this is great for Game Pass, but what does it do for the industry? I'm just like, look... I get it. There's a lot of ramifications that are going to happen with this deal. But as somebody who primarily plays on Xbox and a Game Pass subscriber, mm-hmm. I'm very excited that I get more games to play. Uh, yeah, honestly. And what I'm excited for is, you know, and, and this isn't confirmed yet, but at, at the very least, Phil Spencer's talks lately have made it known that there could, we could get more franchises out of this. I know. And we could get more of these studios that, you know, Ravensoft, yeah. um, you know, even like Treyarch and Sledgehammer Games, like get some of those developers, um, High Moon Studios, yeah. Beanox, get some of those studios to actually make games again. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna talk Not about that. Not be Call of Duty factors. Yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that later because we're going to talk about that statement uh, second, I think, in our headlines. Uh, but, man... Good. This is like a. So uh, on that point, though, on that point, yeah. Okay, people were talking about how Microsoft is gonna has you know uh, agreed to purchase Activision Blizzard pending any whatever. People are like, well, who's Sony gonna buy? Who's Sony gonna buy? I heard a t- take on a podcast this weekend. Yeah. What if somebody tries to acquire Sony? Like Amazon or Google or Tencent or someone like that. Because Sony's technically Oof. small enough to be purchased like that. Yeah, but you run into the problem of... Uh, I mean, even like like we know the federal government is investigating this buyout of Activision by Microsoft because they wanted to make sure it's not like... I forget what the term is, but like it's, it's not like in threat of a monopoly... It's an oligopoly or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Where like, if this is a if this is a fair trade, and if there's like, I mean, if it's done fairly, like it's not Microsoft's attempt to try to you know, yeah, yeah, establish dominance. Yeah, but but I saw a stat this year that said even if so, even if Microsoft pulls Call of Duty, even which Phil Spencer made a comment about that too, which I still have questions about, but you know. Mm -hmm. Sony Sony only made from Activision Blizzard games they only made 270.6 million dollars worth of profit when their entire gaming channel like their entire gaming division last last year made like 6 or 7 billion dollars. That's weird because more people play Call of Duty on PlayStation systems than anything but maybe that leads it to believe that Video game num- video game sales numbers were so low this year compared to yeah. previous years. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I saw that stat from, I forget who I saw it from. Some analyst, some insider guy, person. You know, one of the people that people follow to find out information. I think, I, I think Sony's too big, too big of a company to be bought out like that because, you know, it's, I mean, unless you're, buying the like SEC SCE like Sony Computer Entertainment Division which would be probably an easier acquisition than you know Sony altogether 
because you know like you, you when you're thinking sony you're thinking you know the tvs and the blu-ray players and you know all their hardware and stuff like that so yeah but okay so i just looked it up and as of uh as of April 2021, Sony was valued at $22.67 billion. Mm-hmm. Which, even if somebody bought them out for double that, like, that's still <laughs> that's still a third less than what Microsoft bought my Activision for. Right, yeah. So, And, like, someone like Apple or Amazon could easily go in there and just buy them out, you know, if they well, wanted to. Both, you know, like, Google or tried... Netflix was the one that I heard. Heard ne- that was the one that I heard was Netflix. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just remembered. No, that's fine. No, no, that's fine. Um, it's just like it. It just seems so far fetched because a- anybody new that wants to get into the video game world, that wants to try, you know, to make video games. Like obviously Amazon's tried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're having somewhat success with New World right now. But Google has tried and they failed. Apple has tried and they're just, you know, I mean, they're struggling, but they're not, they're not making numbers like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo mm-hmm. are. Yeah. So, I mean, even even with this buyout, Microsoft is still in third place, right? So, like, yeah, that's what that's. There's two things that Microsoft can point to, right? Like nobody's ever told them, told anybody no to being in third place, and mm-hmm. they could just point at Disney and say, "Well, you guys let Disney do this, 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 and this." Yeah, right. So, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy times in video games. No, yeah, it really crazy. is. And it and it leaves so many unknowns. But the the one thing I'm hopeful for is that the developers are taken care of. Bobby Kotick is, I mean, sh- he, sh- he should be out now. Mm-hmm. Especially, I don't know if you heard, like, about this, uh, that meeting that he showed up late to and left early for. Uh-uh. No, yeah, he showed, dude shows up to this, like, kind of company-wide meeting of, like, you know, hey, I'm gonna. He's gonna alleviate a lot of concerns about the buyout. Dude shows up late. You know, rambles on about whatever this company's important to me, right on, right underneath my kids and stuff like that. And then dude jets early. Like, Good. what a dick. Uh, he's done. I mean, that just <laughs> yeah. tells me right there that he's done. Right? He's just gonna mm-hmm. ride this out until next year, and he like, yeah, fly out on his three hundred million dollar parachute. Right? Like, that's that's it. He's done. Yeah, yeah, and he is. Uh, yeah. He, the, the, there's nothing that can be done right now. I mean, you know, you could have the board vote him out, mm-hmm. or you know, he he could get caught in doing something really stupid. But he's not going to willingly go out on his own. Yeah. Like he's not. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we could do about it right now. Yeah. You think he gets another job in an industry in the industry as like a consultant or something at some point? Not in video games. That may be business. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he could probably be like a like a public speaker. Like a lot of these big investors, they become public speakers for years, and yeah. they make killing. They make a killing. I know. You know, he goes to some big convention or something like that and gives a talk, and he could get paid millions of dollars just doing that for crying out loud. Yeah, I wonder if he will though. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's leaving with a three hundred million dollar check in his pocket on top yeah. of the money he's made over the last twenty five years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know he bought or he like he either bought or invested in activision for five hundred thousand dollars wow and turned them into this obviously 68.7 billion dollar sale well i mean when you i mean on paper he's a good businessman yeah i mean yeah say what you will about the guy being a dick or whatever but like clearly knows what he's doing on the business end 
So yeah, so and that's clearly why knows like, how to get out of things when he thinks he's going to get in trouble too, right? Like yeah, and oh. that's never that's never stopped anybody from like getting a job elsewhere. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So like some other company will be like, hey, you know, they'll absorb him, probably pay him hell of a lot more than what Activision paid him. He'll I mean, he'll be fine. I mean, he could also be like a shadow investor or something too. It's somewhere too, or you know, like a board member, a shadow board member somewhere, or mm-hmm. be completely fine. Man, big it's, news! It's just the 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 money th- aspect of of things like that. Like people never get their comeuppances. Mm-hmm. Money the more talks. money they make, the more money they make, the more money that they can walk away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have all these problems going on in Activision Blizzard, and like he could he'll be known for that forever. But then again, business side, money talks. He'll be fine. He will be just fine. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that was, that was a good discussion. Uh, yeah. Just a, just a reminder, if this is your first time, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast. We are part of the Boss Rush Network. You can catch us live on Twitch every Sunday night or on podcast services and YouTube on Tuesday mornings. If you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Uh, really appreciate uh, those five-star ratings popping up on Spotify recently. Really appreciate you. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out all of our shows and content on bossrush.net. Get your Arsenal X merch on the Boss Rush store. We have shirts, stickers, mugs, hoodies, and more. Get Stoy's sick shirt. Sick. It's cool. Love it. it, But you can click on the store icon on our website or go to Redbubble and look for Boss Rush Network. Uh, The redbubble.com slash boss rush network link is broken so i gotta figure out how to fix that so just search for boss rush network you should find us i don't know why it's broken but it's broken so i gotta figure it out Mm, that's weird yeah uh i should just i should just create a link that says bossrush.net slash store and it would take you right there but yeah there you go good idea me self yeah nice work self five myself online live on the internet so that's now I don't know what to do with my hands. Stoy, gosh, let's just jump into what we've been playing. Get me out of here. Uh, Stoy, did you have you play anything interesting or pick anything up? Anything cool yeah. up? Um, did you notice that there was a big backwards compatibility sale on um, Xbox? Uh, oh, did I? Oh, my God. I spent, like, a lot of money. Yeah, I know. I did. A lot, well, not a lot of money for a lot of games. I know. Yeah. I ended up picking up a Max Payne 3. Uh, I picked up. It's still going um, on, right? Today's the last day? Sunday? I think today. Day? I think. Yeah, today Sunday's the last day, so I think by the time you listen to this, it's already done. Yeah, I thought it said two days as of yesterday. Well, maybe maybe Tuesday the last day because don't sales usually start on Wednesday? Yeah, usually. Okay, then it might might be through Wednesday. Check check the store, I guess, if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I yeah I think yeah I ended up I'm trying to remember I picked up a Sura's Wrath because the physical copy of a Sura's Wrath is like going for really expensive right now. Um. Uh, let's see. Spec Ops: The Line. Ooh, good one. Time Splitters. Time Splitters Two. I picked up two and Future Perfect. I never played Future Perfect, yeah. but I like two. I uh, two was like probably one of my favorite shooters. Mm-hmm. As, as, so far ahead of its time, both in like kind of like um um I think in animation, like cutscene animation, mm-hmm. like even playing it now, like I played a little bit of it, I was like. Wow, this is actually pretty ahead of its time because the game is like well over twenty years old. Yeah, does it hold so, up? I mean, does it does it hold up? Is controls and yeah. everything good? 
Yeah. Um. The uh. The dead zone of uh. Looking around. Yeah. Is um. It's pretty rough. <laughs> it's but fair. uh. You turn on auto aim and you'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, there's auto aim. Yeah, because this was yeah. like this was like the splinter group from Rare, right? That went on to create this, right? That yeah. Like the Double Seven and Perfect Dark original team that went yeah. on to do this. Because I remember it was like. They're like, okay, well, if you want a continuation of like Goldeneye, you go to Time Splitters, and if you want something like Halo, you go towards Halo and like. Oh my God! And yeah, you remember playing Time Splitters to the user interface? Yeah. So reminiscent of Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's man, Time Splitters, man, what a game! It yeah, was only probably. like what two dollars, two dollars and fifty cents for two dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah. five bucks for both of them total, and it was I was like, man, this is a steal. Yeah, no, I'm 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 trying to think exactly because I was just like add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, mm-hmm. add to cart, mm-hmm. and um. But what I played the most of, what I was most excited for, was uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And Future Soldier was probably, honestly, the best. Hey, yeah, I, I I guess I would say that it's like the best Ghost Re the best Ghost Recon has ever been because yeah. it was, like. You know, I talked about how Tom Clancy games are very, you know, technical and very realistic in terms of the way they treat their, I, I guess, the way they treat their, um, like, spec ops type soldiers and their mm-hmm. movements, their characteristics and stuff. Oh, yeah. And tactics. And this game was so spot on with, like, your your computer AI uh, companions are, like, calling out, like, where the enemies are, tagging them. You know, where is he? He's right by the truck. He's right by this. And, um you have that optical camouflage thing where like you could squat down and like your whole body like kind of turns translucent. So like, mm-hmm. you know, enemies can't see you right away unless right. you're like standing right in front of them. Yeah. I remember that game was so cool. <laughs> I no, it, I was, was it really was. I was obsessed with that game when it came out. Yeah. I, I played through that campaign when it first came out. I played through that campaign multiple times. Like I would finish it and I'd be like, all right, starting right over. Like, yeah, it was, it was so good. And, um, so I, I logged in quite a few hours of that. Unfortunately, we, you know, we got Wildlands afterwards. I think that was the one that came yeah, out after that. It was. And Wildlands was good. It was but... it was good. It was good, but it was like a good co-op game. It wasn't like a necessarily like a Ghost Recon tactical shooter game. Especially and that's what you, I missed from it. Yeah, I mean, if you played by yourself, they they had that like you can mark the enemies right and and yeah, take them out. Sync but shot. <clears throat> yeah, that ended up being in like all the games though right because i think uh splinter cell blacklist had that too with the drones too mm-hmm. and uh i think watchdogs actually ended up with something like that and watchdogs 2 maybe with drones i don't know i just yeah remember uh, yeah yeah i think so with drones and like you can have it to where it like takes out multiple ones mm-hmm. but your future soldier was where the sync shot like first came up i yeah. think yeah it was yeah because i remember like tagging it i mean sometimes you could play through an entire level mm-hmm. and not take a single shot like you could just have your, you know, AI companions like take the shots for you. Yeah, and just keep moving. Yeah, but yeah, man, but Future no Soldier's so good. If you guys are listening to this and it's still available, get it. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's and it, it actually holds up pretty good. Like, I think I know. actually picked it up too digitally because I have the disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got it digitally. I think I did. Yeah, you and you can play this. You can play through the story in co-op actually. Yeah. So. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's 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 one of the best. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I played uh, I played Rainbow Six uh, Extraction. Had a had a terrible time of it uh, playing co op. Ooh, you did. 
Yeah, but oh. I had a lot more fun playing uh, Lone Wolf, which is interesting because in Siege, it's the other way around. Yeah. Like, in Siege, when you play with more characters, or you play with more people, it becomes easier and manageable. And playing by yourself is, like, awful. Like, it, where, where the game doesn't scale the difficulty. Because, and they tell you when you play Lone Wolf and Rainbow Six Siege, like, oh, yeah, um, we're not going to scale down the difficulty just because you're playing by yourself. So it's like, okay, I understand that. In, in Siege, or in uh, Extraction, they scale up the difficulty the more people that you're playing with. Like, I was playing with two other of my friends, and it was like, we were having a terrible time. Like, it was just, you know, spawning enemies out of nowhere. Um, you know, r really bad hit detection, even for a Rainbow Six game. Um, and just, I don't know, it, 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 the game looks visually worse than Siege. Oh, it does? Which is surprising. Like... That yeah, it seems I, like I, a game that would look better because it's it's a single player kind of focused, or not like a, like a co op focused kind of. I don't know. I just feel like multiplayer games take liberties on graphics a little bit, competitive ones because they mm -hmm. want that high frame rate and that high, you know, inter like uh, interaction, right? Like yeah. So which, that surprises me. Which you're right, but when you make a when a game that's like five six years old looks better than the game that you just put out just recently. I mean, that's, that says something like I, maybe that wasn't the focus of it. I guess I'm not going to knock it for having for, I'm not going to knock a game for having bad graphics, but when the game that you released previously has better graphics than the one that you have now, like the character models look better, but they look more anime slash cartoony instead of the realistic grittiness that siege had, which I don't know why I'm, they went that route, but well, I know that a lot of the cutscenes for their character announcements have gone that way, and mm -hmm. I wonder if they're trying to, I don't know, like change, like start in small ways, change the art style a little bit to get more in line to you know to be more kind of aimed towards like almost like a Fortnite crowd almost because like it just I, seems yeah. like everything's going that way, and I not look, I like Fortnite's art style. Mm -hmm. I do. I think I think it's great. I think it's I, it has a real Disney Infinity vibe where like they take all these amazing characters from all these franchises or whatever and they make it look like it just fits in this universe cohesively and I really mm -hmm. like that. But not everything has to look like Fortnite, right? Like no. that was that with uh the PlayStation that PlayStation game that was like a cartoony twisted metal. What was it? Destruction something. Destruction All-Stars, yeah. Yeah, and I I remember that was like that game's biggest complaint was like this just looks like Fortnite with cars and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to make something look like the most popular game in the world, but I don't... There's a place for that, and I appreciate that. Rainbow Six is not that. No, Rainbow Six is not that. And I think that's one of my main complaints about Extraction is they took... It's like, you know, I basically tell people, it's like it's like taking Rainbow Six Siege and Back for Blood and mixing the two. And we're talking two polar opposite types of like first person shooters you you're taking something that is tactical and you're putting in waves of monster enemies that are you know it, it just doesn't fit together so that's why i'm kind of confused as to why they made this game if they'd have if they'd have maybe changed a little bit of the uh 
I guess maybe not making the enemies so numerous and like spawning like crazy, like randomly, like it would have been, it probably would have been a better game. But like the fact that you have, like you, you walk into a room and sometimes they'll spawn like, Hey, look, this room has seven nests in there. And unless you take out all those nests, enemies are going to keep spawning out of those things. If they had taken out the entire spawning process of it, it probably would have made the game a lot more manageable, but it just doesn't fit in the siege universe. And I don't know. It's just like, which is, it's strange of me to say, because like when I played it solo by myself, I was having fun. Like I was actually completed the objective. It was manageable. The enemies weren't too numerous. Like it was, you know, you could sneak around and be, and be good. Like, especially doing your objectives because you have certain objectives like, oh, you have to like, you know, collect data. You have to capture one of the elite bosses or sometimes you have to like rescue, rescue a soldier. And, you know, there, there's cool things about that, but it just doesn't fit with the Rainbow Six Siege model. It just, I don't know. It's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I it's on Game Pass. I, I want to check it out because I think it sounds cool. Like, I think the premise of the game sounds cool. Yeah. I It kind of disappoints me that you had more fun by yourself. Uh it is because like I don't want to play with people right now. Like I, yeah. I, I just don't. Like mm-hmm. I had we had a bad experience. We had quite a few bad experiences. Like we would try going back and forth and it was just like let's try it again, let's try it again, let's try it again. And um like I, I think because c- there's a scene where like th- there's a thing where if you fail in your mission, the two Rainbow Six soldiers, the two the Rainbow Six soldiers that you use mm-hmm. become MIA. Mm. So if you were to complete that mission again, you have to actually go in and rescue them. And it has this weird-ass, like, you know, cocoon-slash-minigame that is, like, you have to pull them out of the cocoon at the same time trying to take out these, like, tentacle pods that are attached to the walls. And, like, you have a certain time frame to do it, which is kind of asinine the way they thought of it. But um, this happened to Josh where he said he played... And the game glitched out on him where it just black screened him and his friend that played. And they were like, okay, well, obviously we can't see, so we're going to have to restart this campaign. So they restarted the campaign over again because they, they couldn't play it. And all of a sudden, once they restarted it, they said, oh, yeah, now since you exited out of the game, your two soldiers are now lost. Of it's course. like, well, that's, that's, that's so stupid, you know? But That's so stupid. Um, that's so stupid. Yeah. Like, you... Th- <laughs> It doesn't, it's, I don't know. I, I was just like, come on, man. But I don't want to talk about the game more. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about, I, I want to talk about paparazzi. Yeah, let's talk about paparazzi. <laughs> Dude, like, I was, uh, this is on Game Pass 2 as well. And I, I think you're going to have a much more, much more fun experience playing this game than Rainbow Six Extraction. I mean, it's a completely different game. You're just, you're a camera with arms and legs, right? And you're walking around these towns and these locals uh, or locales and you're taking pictures of dogs. Some of the dogs are wearing glasses. Some of the dogs are wearing hats. Some of the dogs are skateboarding. Some of the dogs are riding bicycles. Some of the dogs are just sitting on the park bench just chilling with another dog. Some of the other dogs are like riding wakeboards, you know, and um, you got so many different dogs just like 
doing random things and you're taking pictures of them all. I mean, that's you can that's you can pet the dogs. You can pet the dogs. Hmm. Yes, you can that's, throw the stick. I'm that's like, a, that was a concern was if you could yeah. pet the dog or not. Oh, if they'd have made it impossible to pet the dog, that would have been no. That would have been a big miss for them. A, a, a game literally about taking pictures of dogs. If you couldn't pet the dog, that's just mm. just telling you. The um, <clears throat> so you know you could actually play fetch with them. There was a uh, th- there was a particular so you, you'll you'll get objectives every locale that you're in, where like okay here's a picture objective. You have to take a picture of a dog on a bike, or you have to take a picture of a dog in this in this video arcade, and you have to or in this particular scenario. You have to get this shy Dalmatian dog, and you have to take a picture of his face. And this particular sequence, I was just playing it uh, just recently, where this dog, every time he's running around, he's not looking at you. So it's like you can't really take a picture of him. So you have to lure him out with uh, a pup, a puppy treat. It's called like a, a Frogurt, basically. So it's like when you do that, eight dogs all of a sudden run up to you, and they're like, I want the treat. And like you're trying to like reach the actual Dalmatian. And you want to give that Dalmatian that particular treat, but like another dog will come in and snatch it, and like, oh man, this sucks. And so then sometimes you can try to snatch it back from his mouth if you're lucky, but otherwise, once they eat it, then that's it, and then the Dalmatian runs away. So that took that took a long time, <laughs> but you get you get them out, you know, for completing objectives. You get followers because you can actually post these pictures on the dog net. And uh, people can like it based on the content of your pictures mm-hmm. and what the dogs are wearing. Uh, you know, composition. There's different film that you can use. There's different filters and lenses and stuff like that. And you know, some dogs will do particular things, or particular maneuvers, whatever. So this game, uh, it, I mean, it's so cute. <laughs> it sounds. Sounds better than Deer Simulator. I'll tell you that. Sure. Oh, it's, it does. It does. And uh, it's my game. It's my game of the year so far. Seriously? No. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, right say, now. I mean, right now, it's probably the best game. I don't know. It's it's just it's it's relaxing. Yeah. It's really relaxing. And my wife is watching me play it because she's like, she's she just finally today like got off of quarantine or whatever, so she's like entering the world again, mm-hmm. and. She's like, can I watch you play video games? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And I was like, what game do you want me to watch? And she's like, well, what have you been playing this week? And I was like, I got one for you. Because <laughs> she's a big dog lover. So we got two dogs of our own. So I was like, you want to watch You want to uh, watch me play a game where I just take pictures of dogs and hats? And she's like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Dogs and hats. That's really what I've been playing. I've been playing so many other things, but uh, those are the those are the highlights. Cool. I uh, I've been playing. I haven't played too much because uh, I'm leaving on Tuesday uh, for a work trip, and uh, I've been trying to get a lot of other things done uh, between work and this, and finishing up some other things that I <clears throat> had already started. And I just I'm trying to get everything finished before I go, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I played it. I play So I finished guardians, which I talked about last week. And you know, like when you finish a game and you just stare at all the games that you own and you're just like, what do I play next? And I have no idea what I want to play next. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So I played a bunch of uh, a little things. Like I I played I played some more Halo. Uh, definitely played some more Halo. I played some Cyber Shadow today because I noticed it was leaving Game Pass. I was like, oh well, that's a game I wanted to get to. And uh, after what Tuesday, it's gone. At the mm-hmm. end, or yeah. at the end of the month or something. So yeah, I uh, I bought it or I I have it sitting on my Game Pass. I I played it a long time ago when it came out and. I have to actually buy it because I, I do like it. I want to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably because I think uh, it's what twenty percent off now. Yeah, uh, because it's leaving, so I might end up just buying it and playing it. Uh, so it's seventeen bucks. Yeah. So it's I mean it's not bad. Yeah, I mean I it's definitely worth the full twenty if you miss the sale. But uh, yeah, I played a little bit of that and I I forgot like when I originally played it, how much I liked it. And then I put it down and just never went back. And I was like, Oh yeah, this game is, uh, it's pretty good. It feels mm-hmm. good. Like it feels like, it definitely feels like old school Ninja Gaiden, uh, for NES it definitely has that feel to it. And, uh, even down to the diving bird enemies that just suck. They just Ugh. suck. They just suck. Yeah. You know, they were voted by so many as the worst enemy in video games. Yeah. Well, you're not not wrong, really. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I played that, and then I, uh, I've been playing more Metroid Dread, uh, because I think that I want to finish that game before I start something else. Because I was gonna start Mass Effect, but I don't want to start it and then go on a trip and then come back, right? Like I want to play it. So I'm gonna <clears throat> probably start that next weekend when I get back, because I get back Saturday. So I'll probably play Saturday night. And have a whole slew of things to talk about with Mass Effect. It is kind of funny how, like, when you want to play a Mass Effect game, you're like, you got to make sure all, like, distractions in your life are gone mm-hmm. and done. Mm-hmm. And you have to make sure everything in your life is set and in order. You got days to play, to focus, mm-hmm. to just dive right in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like, it's more like you need, like, at least, like, a four hour window to get yourself through Eden Prime and the Citadel. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can play for like an hour, half hour here, hour there, right? But like, getting through the Citadel is like the big thing, and I'm just like, I got to get through this in one night, where else I'm just gonna be like, well, yeah, know. I think the Citadel is like half the freaking game. Like when you, you know, you're trying to gather up enough evidence to go out there and try to hunt for hunt for Saren. So yeah. So, uh, sorry, I got a text from my wife that said our snowplow guy is not coming. Ah. So, uh, sweet. He can't make it till I, Tuesday. It's Sunday. Wow. It's it Sunday. Yeah, we, I, uh, I got to actually bust out the snowblower for the first, uh, first time this winter so far today. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. I didn't need to, but I was like, eh. But I go. wanted to. But I wanted to. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so uh, I might have to shovel the driveway a little bit before after the show, which is always fun to do at like ten thirty at night. Yeah, right. It's all right though. I'll do it while this video is processing. Okay, that sounds like a something I don't want to do. Yeah, that always takes time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something else I played, but I forget. Just like last week, and then I shouted it out like at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Anyways, it's uh, did you pick anything up? Because I picked some stuff up. Beat minus the beat minus your uh, sale, your backwards compatible sale. 
Uh, I ended up uh, grabbing Legend of Dragoon for the PlayStation. <laughs> and I brought this up on our Discord that I'd never played that game ever. Mm-hmm. And I always heard it being like one of the best RPGs on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I see why. Like, yeah, I played it and I was sunk in for like three, four hours one day just playing it. And I was like, how did I miss this game when it first came out? Never played it before. So, but I mean, uh, it was it's a one off, right? Like they never made a sequel or anything. No, it was a one off. Sony I mean, <clears throat> first party RPG, right? Yeah. And I think Square Enix owns the owns the rights to it so it's just man yeah i always heard it was good but also that, final fantasy that, was available <laughs> so i know and obviously i think that took over you know final fantasy 8 and 9 those are the big rpgs and maybe that's why I, I forgot about it because even like chrono cross was one of the bigger rpgs to come out during that era right like playstation one man had some banging rpgs at that time i remember yeah it was yeah. uh after the super nintendo like PS1 kind of took over as the JRPG machine, right? Because you had all the Final Fantasy, you had Wild Arms, you had uh, Chrono Cross, Legend of Dragoon, uh, Saga Frontier, Vagrant Story, which is one yeah. of my favorites. Uh, yep. So. Even like Valkyrie Profile. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, Sony could Sony could capitalize on that. You know, they if, could. They work, and, if they if they work like a really good deal with Sony, like if mm-hmm. I mean if Sony could work a really good deal with Square Enix to make these exclusive RPGs on right. their system, dude. Right. I mean, they already are pretty much right with Final Fantasy and with Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. Like, I I enjoy Sony's first party games, but like the fact that Square's RPGs are being kept off of Xbox is like why I want a PlayStation Five. To be a thousand percent honest with you. Yeah. Like. After hearing how great the Final Fantasy VII remake was, and Forspoken looks really cool and interesting, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy XVI looks like the best RPG since, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's, so ima- yeah, imagine if they got off their asses and made a, and, and even if they made a Legend of Dragoon remake, mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Which was a rumor from Bluepoint for a while, right? That yeah. Because they tweeted, they had that uh, tweet where they did all like the rumored remakes or whatever in one tweet. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. like Metal Gear and Legend of Dragoon and Demon Souls, which we got, and like it was just like all of them. <laughs> yeah, man, Castlevania I think was one somewhere in there. Just give it. Oh yeah, uh, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it it sucks to be known as like a remake factory, you know, in terms of Blue Point, but. Um, I mean, you could really take a game and make it your own. Yeah. Especially something like Legend of Dragoon. You could really... Yeah. I mean, you could really make it out. But, I mean, that was kind of the biggest thing. That that, that was really the biggest thing I picked up this last week. Hmm. Uh, How about I, you? I picked, up, I picked up these little controller display things off of Amazon. So, I'm... So, I have my Project Scorpio controller on this little stand. Uh, and I have a I have a day one controller coming. Because Those are on Amazon. The these uh, stands, yeah, they're sixteen bucks. Yeah. They're just hmm. uh, you put them together. They they come with little like sticky attachments and then little these little feet that keep it kind of little little bit elevated. And they okay. fit all controllers. Uh, they in the picture on Amazon they have uh, let's see they have Switch, uh, PS4, PS5, uh, in all kind of xbox controllers 
uh, on them. I also have a I also have my original Duke controller sitting on one because it, Oof. it's cool. Uh, obviously, the wire gets in the way, but I just have it wrapped up nicely in a rubber band and in this little like this little crevice underneath this okay. little area right here. I just have it wrapped up in there. It actually looks pretty nice. I just don't want to move it because it'll come undone. But uh, yeah, I bought two because I'm like, I want to see what they look like before I, you know, get more. And I actually just ordered two more because I want my day one controller on it and I want my uh, Gears Xbox 360 controller on it. And then when I move my office, I have a shelf and a display shelf that I'm going to display them all on. And then, yeah, uh, we we got we got to pitch ideas back and forth because I, I keep looking around. Uh, I actually have a weapons wall um, right by my TV, and I have uh, I have the large lifelike uh, lancer mm-hmm. hanging on it. Yeah, I have and, both. I have the the lancer and the retro lancer in my basement right now. Oh, you got the retro lancer? Yeah. Oh man, I I've been trying to look for that for so long, but so so expensive. I um, I can pr- I can send you it if you want. You don't want it? I mean. I don't have anywhere to put it, and I know that you would appreciate it much more than my daughter will one day. Well, yes. So I mean, we we'll can, talk more. Yeah, yeah. I, but I would, I would definitely be, I would definitely love that. Yeah. Um, I have the plasma sword, and I have um, the, the there's the, the what was the name of that Halo gun that had the two blades in the bottom of it? The two blades, like the the brute one. Yeah, where it's like basically the melee was like you actually taking that, and like. You know, pistol whipping them. Yeah, I don't remember what that was called, but I, I know which one you're gonna, talking about. But I'm gonna have to uh, Google that. But uh, I I have that Nerf gun oh, actually you do? hanging cool. on my wall too. Yeah, but I, I have a bunch of other different like weapons on my wall. But I kind of wanted to do something different because I still have some open space that I want to like put stuff on. So yeah, we're gonna have to pitch some ideas back and forth. Yeah. Uh, let's see the one with the, it says it's called the Type 25 carbine. The one with the two blades mm-hmm. on the bottom, right? Yeah, it's like two hook blades. Yeah, yeah. This is clearly that. Yeah, the, yeah. The Type Twenty Five. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So I have that Nerf gun on my wall. Cool. And let me tell you, if you get shot in the eye with that thing, it hurts. Hmm. I bet it does. Not to, yeah. Not to say that's ever happened to me before, but it just sure sounds know. like it has. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it could have happened. I don't know. It's one of those days. Uh, it well, yeah. Definitely didn't happen to me ever. Um, but I, I also picked up the, uh, 20th anniversary stand for my 20th anniversary controller. Oh, nice. So it's actually a charger, but I'm using it as a stand because I don't want to use this controller. I just want to display it. I, I actually thought about getting a second one to use and one to display. Honestly, that controller is so nice. I don't know. I, I really like using that thing. I like everything about it except for the rubberized grips. Yeah, that's right. You told, you told me about that. Oh, man, I wish they would give but us that I, option in the Xbox Design Lab for mm-hmm. that like slick kind of feel because it feels like a Switch Pro controller, which I also mm-hmm. like. Uh, but man, if you could just get a controller with that on it, you'd be like, oh man. Well, that's why I'm surprised even from the di- even from the um, uh, Design Lab, the Xbox Design Lab, like that see through isn't a color option. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah, I'm... can't can't pre- please them all can't please them all nope man this this guy this this snowplow guy is angering my family oh god <laughs> it's uh it's becoming a saga 
I'm really happy about that retro lancer. Mm. Yeah, they won't like that when I charge down my driveway and shove it through their. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Snowpaw guy ends up dead in my driveway. So if somebody listens to this podcast, they're gonna try to put two and two together. Oh no! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was no, no. That was a different Corey. Yeah, it was that that guy over there. Mm-hmm. All right, Stoy. What do you say we talk about some of this news crap? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to talk about the entirety of the purchase uh, because we already did an episode on that, an emergency episode last week, which feels like mm-hmm. 12 weeks ago at this point. Uh, but we are going to talk about some of the things that came out of that. Uh, like Phil Spencer in a recent tweet stated that Call of Duty will remain on PlayStation. Uh, but in what form? Uh Late in the week, Phil Spencer made a statement concerning this question. Although uh, the answer may not be as clear as fans were hoping for, most likely for legal reasons, he did state that Xbox would, quote, honor all existing agreements Activision Blizzard currently holds with Sony and keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, The tweet said, "Uh, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry, and we value our relationship. So, you know, I mean, they said something similar when they talked about the Bethesda acquisition. Yes, it sounds very familiar. Which I also have that quote in this article uh, on BossRush.net. I have that. Here's mm-hmm. what he said upon acquiring Bethesda. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to support those games on the platforms that they are on. Their communities, uh, there there are communities of players. We love those players, and we're going to invest in them. You're going to invest in them, but they're going to have to buy your system. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of one of those things. Like, I would see probably the next two years Call of Duty. Like, if they if they continue with the yearly format. Um, because I imagine every Call of Duty studio right now is in active development for the next Call of Duty. So it's not like they could just tell them, abandon your projects, you're doing other things. So I imagine any further Call of Duty game that they make that isn't hasn't even begun pre-production yet, mm-hmm. it's going to move to Xbox exclusive as of mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. I wonder how long that exclusive agreement was that they signed originally with PlayStation. Uh, because like I remember the Xbox one that they signed with uh, when they were kind of doing the exclusive thing on Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, I think was like five or seven years, I think, initially. And then when that deal was up, they signed with Sony because they were the clear winner in that, right, yeah. that uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One generation. But I wonder if they signed like a, like a similar deal, like a 10-year deal or something, or if it's just like a... I, I don't know. Uh, hmm. But I also, what I was also thinking uh, was they would go the Fallout 76 and ESO route, right? Which we kind of talked about already. Um, which would be like Call of Duty Warzone is it has a huge community on PlayStation. Yes. That's how they would keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the campaigns... Also, I also thought about what if they incorporated like the multiplayer suite of Call of Duty into Warzone, 
right? Mm-hmm. With like Team Deathmatch and all this other thing. And that's where like the multiplayer hub would live. And then the campaigns would be exclusive to Xbox Game Pass. I would see that as that as be the more realistic approach. Yeah. Because like it I, to me it doesn't seem realistic to keep Warzone separate from the other multiplayer modes. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that's like a technical issue or since I have so many studios working on everything all the time that like they're just not connecting. Yeah. But to me, that doesn't seem like that would be the option. Like to me, that that seems like the easy option is just keep multiplayer. Like Warzone would be like a game mode in a multiplayer suite mm-hmm. for Call of Duty. And then they would add all the new like the new game stuff into Warzone and the multiplayer stuff and new maps and stuff. And then the campaigns would be on Xbox only. Yeah. I mean, kind of think about thinking about the future of how Halo Infinite's gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they're keeping that multi suite multiplayer suite open for like at least ten years. Yeah. And, you know, any other story content updates that we get is probably gonna obviously come in a separate package, but you know, I, I see that same thing with, you know, with them is like they're going to, um, I think, yeah, story campaigns may be separate. That'll come exclusively to Game Pass or you could buy it if you're not a Game Pass subscriber. But Sony's going to miss out on all that. Yeah. It, uh... Is that going to hurt them? Probably not. Because, I mean, we all know the ma- the high majority of players that play Call of Duty are playing multiplayer. There's a small minority of people that play the campaign only, mm-hmm. myself included. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's certain campaigns that I play, like I want to play or have played. Like, I really like the Black Ops campaigns, I like the Modern mm-hmm. Warfare campaigns. Not yeah. too, I didn't play Infinite Warfare, I didn't play Advanced Warfare, I didn't play what Vanguard is the most recent one. Like I just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and spend sixty dollars or even forty dollars on the older games, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how much Call of Duty Black Ops is digitally, because I was like, I really want, kind of want to revisit the first two campaigns. They're still like mm-hmm. forty dollars. Yeah, they still are really <laughs> like a lot of money. I'm like Jesus, dude. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year, a lot of those games come on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, man. Remember when they said backwards compatibility was over? Well, I guess I, I guess those games are already backwards compatible, right? So, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's over. I really, I, I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. So I just, I, I just think they don't have anything new to share. Like, you know, I mean, it's probably going to be a while before we get another update, but I really don't think it's over. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I, I think, especially with like. I mean, not just Call of Duty, but you think of like all the Spyro games, or even the like the bad Crash games that came out during the original mm-hmm. Xbox or Xbox 360 era. You think of, uh, you know, even Microsoft worked their magic to get some of those old Marvel games. Imagine when this deal closes, if they announce Marvel Ultimate Alliance just or X Men Legends coming back, right? Like, dude, or even the Transformers games. <laughs> like, that I would need be so need big. That. Is that X? Is uh, X Men Origins Wolverine? Is that backwards compatible? Mm-mm. None of them. God, are. If, it needs to be. I know. It needs to be. Look, that was Raven Software's last biggest game. Like, and that was right. amazing. Which okay, so well, let's just jump into the next story here real quick because this is we're kind of transitioning into that. Uh, yeah. Microsoft uh, will encourage Activision Blizzard, Blizzard Studios to explore dormant IP. In a recent interview with the Washington Post, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer address many different aspects of the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, including how Microsoft would develop the IP 
owned by the mega publisher. In the interview, Spencer highlighted franchises such as Hexen, Spiral the Dragon, King's Quest, Guitar Hero, and more, and that he's, quote, looking forward to the decisions he'll be having with the teams as the, deals close, as the deal closes. Uh, quote, we're hoping that we'll be able to work with them when the deal closes to make sure we have uh, have resources to work on franchises that I love from my childhood and that the teams really want to get. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to these conversations. I really think it's about adding resources and increasing capability. Uh, I'm kind of starting to think that it's it's financially beneficial for if Microsoft is going to spend all this money on all these development studios of what, what was there, like 12, I think, in this process? Mm-hmm. Five or six of them are developing for one game. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, Financially, at one point, that, all of like everything outside of Blizzard was working on Call of Duty. I know, and to buy that many studios and have half over half of those studios dedicated to making one game, hugely. I mean, financially irresponsible on Microsoft's part. So it's beneficial for him to have these discussions to say, "Listen, you answer to me now. I'm your boss." Mm-hmm. You know. I need spent we, we need Spencer to like come in like hood Spencer. Mm-hmm. Like come in with a backwards cap, affliction t-shirt and like bleach watch jeans walk into Gosh. those studios and be like, "Yo, what kind of game you want to make?" Uh, oh, like you know we were really thinking about this. Yeah. <laughs> we were thinking about making this game. He's like, "You know what? Nah, dog. I'm done. Go do it. Here's some money." Oh, and then he God. walks out. Dude, my <laughs> ex-girlfriend bought me an affliction t-shirt one time and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Like she wanted you to be something. Oh God. Yeah. Well, we're not together anymore. So clearly. You're right. No. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but I, I, I want to see, I want to see Phil Spencer, like kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see that one day. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I would really like to see, uh, I, I know, uh, Josh, uh, originally tweeted this out, but he, he said he wants the return of Starcraft ghost. Oh man, and uh, that's a game we haven't heard of since the PlayStation Two Xbox. Era. I know, but there was also a tweet. Let me see if I can bring it up because Josh tweeted me this screenshot. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I would like to see Singularity Two. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be. I mean, I would love to see a sequel to that because it, it left itself open for a sequel at the end, and that game was it, it took the Bioshock formula and like spun it on its head. Man, so good, and it's. Yeah. relegated to the ps3 and xbox 360 kind of ethos and not yeah. backwards compatible and, <laughs> yeah. uh okay so i f- i found what josh uh sent me he said uh so simu lu the 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 star of marvel's shang chi mm-hmm. uh tweeted out he said please save starcraft and he he tweeted out a uh animated gif of the starcraft ghost trailer uh, and Mikey Barra just replied with a smiley face. Hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. Look, if Nintendo can revive Metroid Dread, they can revive StarCraft Ghosts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, StarCraft and like games like StarCraft and World of Warcraft aren't going to run well on console, so that that was the point of having StarCraft Ghosts being like a third-person action game, mm-hmm. you know, that could, I mean, it could work. It can work. It's one of those things you need to start taking these franchises and start developing offshoots and stories to them. Like imagine like kind of like a like, I don't know, like a third person action adventure game set in the uh, Warcraft universe Mm -hmm. on consoles. 
Yeah. Like, take these franchises and do something different with them. Or, you know, I know that War- World of Warcraft has been bleeding subscriptions for a while now. And well, that's Blizzard's fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's and it's clearly Blizzard's fault. But yeah, what Microsoft could do was totally roll that subscription into a Game Pass subscription. Because Game they Pass need, for PC. Yeah. They need an answer. They need an answer for Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Because that thing is a behemoth, right? And mm-hmm. uh I don't know. I just, I feel like I feel like we keep forgetting that like Xbox has also acquired Blizzard, which includes World of Warcraft and also includes Battle.net, mm-hmm. <laughs> this incredibly popular online infrastructure. And the MLG. Yeah. 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 I wonder I wonder if Battle.net, because remember when they kind of revamped their entire gamertag thing, that they kind of set it up kind of like Battle.net to where... You could, you know, everybody could have the same name. It just have like the Discord style kind of hashtag numbers next to your name. Right. And uh, I wonder because and and Battle.net does the same thing. I wonder if they're going to try to cross pollinate uh, Xbox Live with Battle.net at some point. Ooh, that would be daunting. Do you think they? I don't I even mean, want to think of that because they're going to want to. They're going to want to have all these games under one online st- structure, or do they just call it Xbox Battle.net now? <laughs> I don't. Th- I, 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 I honestly, that would just divide the fan base too much. Yeah, I th- really think that like they need to kind of keep the ecosphere of Battle.net, MLG, and all these other online communities. Like they need to keep that the same. Like, yeah. and I think Microsoft knows that they don't want to. They don't want to like you know disturb the waters too much to the point where like people get out. Like that could hurt them in the long run. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I see them kind of keeping things the same, but yeah, man. I mean, this is a tall task. It's not. We're not. I mean, we're not going to see this probably for at least five years. This is going to be another kind of just big thing, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Well, know. they have a whole year and a half to kind of figure out like mm-hmm. some of the logistics and the development processes and plans right. and whatever before June two thousand twenty three. Right. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. it's good that the conversations are happening right now. And I can't I can only imagine like what they are talking about. Yeah. You know, in the boardrooms. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. Uh, so going I mean, man, I know we were t- kind of talking about Call of Duty staying on uh, PlayStation and how that's going to work. But also like their other big shooter is Overwatch and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to support that community, but like Overwatch 2 is coming. How do you how do you go about that? Do you just because we know that Overwatch 1 and 2 multiplayer are going to you, you can cross play, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that since Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have already been announced for PlayStation, they're just going to come out? I think they're just going to come out. Like mm-hmm. I I I really don't think you you can't pull that. Yeah. Like that would that would disturb the waters too much. Yeah. Yeah, those games are also yeah, coming to would... Switch, by the way, which is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, no kidding. God, God dude, I, did you I, play I Overwatch wouldn't... on Switch at all? By the way, I I, I don't recommend that. <laughs> I bought it was on sale. I really for, don't recommend it. It was on sale for ten dollars, uh, like last mm. summer, right, right before all this crap happened. By the way, yeah, uh, uh, the the allegations and stuff. So I was like, you know what, ten bucks, 
I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Not I think, recommended. Uh, I think, no, not recommended. <laughs> I ended up actually playing it on one of my friend's Switches uh, a while back, and I was like, oof. Yeah. This is not a good place for it. Yeah. Not a good place for it. I mean, like, Doom and Wolfenstein run well enough on Switch. Like, I, pl- I played through mm-hmm. Wolfenstein 2 on Switch uh, when yeah. I was still uh, the primary host of Pow Block, and that was kind of really the only show that we were doing. And it ran well enough, but also I played it a little bit on Xbox Series X, and it's, like, way nicer. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, but, man... Yeah, I mean, God, dude, like, just think about all these games. Overwatch, Diablo, like, I, man, God, there's so many, well, there's I mean, so many games, man. Yeah, and so many dormant franchises, like, I mean, going back to this article, there's so many dormant franchises that, like, are under the Activision umbrella that are just probably, like, sitting in boxes somewhere, just like, you know, you can have people walking through, like, hey, you remember this? Like, you remember Guitar Hero? Like, yeah. You know, we could potentially bring that back if anybody really cares about that, about music rhythm games anymore. Or, you know, yeah, Hexen was another one. Like, him dropping Hexen, you know, I was like, there's there's a small community of gamers out there that are still keeping this game alive with mods and, you know, other game modes. And there's still a huge fan base for it. Like, I forgot about this game for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was trying to find... There was a really nice article on Pure Xbox. Uh, oh, these 50-plus Activision games could be coming to Game Pass. And they section it off by, like, uh, games that are available now and then mm-hmm. games that have that Activision lost the license to. So I'm going to read off the games that Activision lost the license to. By the way, before we get there, another game that I would really like to see a Microsoft budget behind is Prototype. Yes. Prototype 3, you cowards. <laughs> just reboot. I mean, I would just reboot it at this point. But like, yeah, I suppose uh, prototype. Too much time has passed. Prototype yeah. was. If you didn't have a PlayStation, this was the closest thing you're getting to Infamous. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, Prototype One. I realized. Like, did you see? Remember the article that came out that they straight up used the city from Spider-Man Two in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah. Just hilarious. Uh, all right. So all the Cabela's games. Uh, Chivalry, Medieval Warfare, Deadpool, Duck Dynasty, Guitar Hero Live, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, Skylanders, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutants in Manhattan, which, not a great game, but I still played it because of Ninja Turtles, and it's still fun. Mm-hmm. Transformers Devastation, uh, Transformers Fall of Cybertron, uh, Transformers War for Cybertron, Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark. And uh, White Knight and Velocity 2X. Which I think Velocity 2X just was released on Switch a little bit ago under like a super duper edition or something. Or maybe the indie team bought the game back. But Mm. uh, It was like a very niche indie title, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool though. It was like this weird kind of action puzzle-y kind of... I don't know. It was was a weird game, but I liked it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Geometry I mean, that's Ro- a lot. I mean, Geometry Wars Geometry is back. Wars. Yep. Mm. I mean, there's there's a lot. Like this sixty eight point seven billion dollars, or however much it's going to be, is uh, man, it's going to go a long way for him. And I mean, we're not going to see the fruits of their labor, obviously, for quite a few years. But you know, yeah. So yeah, I sent you the link to that, by the way, in case yeah, there's something else that. you wanted to talk about. That. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But man, also there was like a little thing that said that they were look maybe gonna bring Guitar Hero back. I'm like, ah, don't rush it. Nobody mm-hmm. needs more plastic instruments in their house right now. Just no, not not really. Just cool it off. Oh man! Especially if all of a sudden you like stop making it, like right. Like that's what happened. That's what happened with Rock Band. Like Rock Band Four came back out. You know, a lot of people were getting into it. You know, Mad Cats was like making the instruments, and then all of a sudden, like a different company stepped in to make the instruments, and then all of a sudden, that company said, "Yeah, we're done. We're not making the instruments anymore." And it's impossible to find the instruments now. I know, they're, dude. A Guitar Hero guitar is like a hundred dollars. Yeah, like on... they're ridiculously expensive. Yeah, and like the Xbox ones are like they still they they're like the ones that require like a dongle because they have the the Xbox original Xbox ones kind of pri- uh proprietary uh signal system in it mm-hmm. so like yeah. those ones cost even more and it's like god this is just ridiculous yeah so yeah no man all right well story i'm kind of kind of tired of talking about activision blizzard as much as like as interesting as it is like until we get more information it's just yeah like, there man. really is nothing much that we can talk about anymore you know what we can talk about story e3 or not E3. Uh, yeah. E3, that is the uh, question. E3 is rumored to be canceled altogether. Uh, a few weeks ago, the no- the news broke that E3 2022 was moving to an all-digital event. As the ESA stated, they were concerned uh, for the Omicron strand of COVID-19. Soon after, some reports were coming out that they had abandoned their dates at the Los Angeles Convention Center in, in early November, long before the new strand was a concern. Uh now, a new report has surfaced stating that the event has been canceled altogether. In a TikTok video from Venture Beats, Jeff Grubb, it seems the event is in uh, is in even more trouble than initially reported. Grubb stated, E3 has been canceled. Uh, well, physically, it's been canceled. Digitally, probably also canceled. Uh, and that was the end of the video. See, this whole, like, I, I think we, we talked about this, that we called BS on this from the start when they said, like, Oh, we're concerned about the Omicron strands mm-hmm. uh, of COVID-19, so that's mm-hmm. why we're canceling this event. Like, you know, thinking that far ahead in June, mm-hmm. like, and, it and seems like you're just using a convenient excuse right. to and say... they abandoned their dates in November, which says yeah. something totally different. Yeah, because it was... I don't even think it was... I mean, it was talked about, but it wasn't even anywhere close to being a concern in November. Yeah. It's, uh, look, I Eh. think like as much as I love E3 and getting together with friends to talk about what's being announced and stuff and it being kind of like the, the start of the summer game kind of kickoff and new, new demos and new announcements and new games and everything. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. E3 is just, it's, it's done. I think like, well, they historically, they've never made it a very friendly place for developers and indie developers to come in like i don't think they've really gone with the times Mm -hmm. and really made it beneficial because it's obviously it's run by the esa so they want to make as much money as possible so i mean there's a reason why oh you're gonna have to edit that out nope stay (laughs) in the reason why staying in okay cool all right fair enough uh there's a reason why like developers and publishers started kind of dropping out because it's like in this day and age where it's like PlayStation could run their own little event online. Uh, you know, Nintendo's been running their own little treehouse event for years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. even like two years ago, like the last uh, 
E3. Microsoft wasn't at the E3 grounds. They were at, you know, a theater like down the street. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't even like they did their own thing, but on the same grounds. So, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it's done. Like if it's if it's not going to happen this year, which doesn't sound like it will be. Yeah. Like which which also like like you said, like EA and Xbox aren't technically part of E3 anymore. And like. We heard those rumors that Jedi Fallen Order was going to be announced before E3. I wonder if I wonder if EA knew something. Like I know that Star Wars Day is May May the fourth and whatever, and like that probably has a lot to do with it. But I wonder if EA had something knew something beforehand. Probably, or they said they were going to back out because I think even like they did their own EA play like last year they did their own EA play event before E3 in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it was like what the week before, and then that led into like the pre E three press conferences, right, with Microsoft and everything. And yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, crazy. So. Like, not, not to go back to the Microsoft uh, Activision thing, but like, is Microsoft going to try to shove all that into one E three press conference, like with Bethesda and Activision, or are they just going to be like, are they going to do three separate events for each company? Honestly, they need to do three separate events. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just maddening to try to cram all that into one. Like, people can't, they're not going to sit there for two hours at a convention and just look at announcement trailer after announcement trailer after announcement, can, you know, speak and stuff like God. Just put it in separate ones. <laughs> yeah. Man. E3. Yeah. I Because uh, Jeff Keighley's still doing his Summer of Games event because I think mm-hmm. after this initial tweet came out that said E3 was canceled, mm-hmm. like Jeff Keighley said, like, well, my Summer Games event's still going on. Yeah. And I wonder like, if he's making deals to try to, you know, kind of fix what E3 broke. You know, I yeah. mean, I know, like, I know that EA and Microsoft will probably do their own thing still and, like, the big ones. But you think of think of someone like, 2k who you know i know borderlands is coming out this year or whatever like maybe they'll do something like if somebody only has like one or two games to show off they're not going to hold their own thing right like Mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna go to jeff Keighley and be like hey can we show our game at your thing we just have one game to show off you know we don't need uh (laughs) our own press conference that would make sense right no and i and honestly i think the um I think smaller conventions like Pack East and stuff like that, Pack West and uh, summer games events, whatever. I think that's going to be kind of the way forward. I think the the mm-hmm. grandness of E3 is is done. Mm-hmm. I I really think it is, and I think, I mean, the the pandemic I think probably put the nail in the coffin a little bit faster than it than it otherwise normally would. Yeah. Plus, plus, I mean, we knew I knew they were in trouble when they started inviting like the like public when they opened it mm-hmm. up to the public. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that like, was man, like you guys must be really desperate. That was the red flag because yeah. like as companies started backing out, they were losing all that money and they had to figure out how to make up that money and they're like, "Oh, we'll just invite the public and say we're a public event now." Yeah. No mm. kidding. It's like, "Man, how uh how and, and the tickets for that?" Yeah, they were so asinine. expensive and they didn't yeah. even sell out because no, people were didn't. like, "No. Like as much as I want to go to E3 someday, like I'm not paying what well, well, it was something really stupid. It was like three times as much as like a PAX ticket plus booking yeah. a hotel in LA, which is probably an exorbitant amount of money. It's just like I would rather just watch it at home. It's a way better presentation. I can watch, you know, my favorite influencer or 
YouTuber or streamer cover it, or I can watch IGN's very good coverage of it or Game Informer. Like, there's so many different ways you can watch this or even watch it. Like, even us, we would put it on ourselves and, and people can hang out with us and do it. And yeah. it's just like, man, this is just not whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I think it's done. Um, I, you know, if they don't do it this year, it th- th- then that's that's it. Yeah, it's done. You know? I think I think it's, it's done. The ESA has got to figure something out though, because that's yeah. I mean, I they, I think the ESA could. is important, especially to keep like uh, official government rulings out of our games and stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that's like a big concern, and I agree with that to an extent. Like I think if we if the industry can manage itself, it should. Yeah. But at the same time, well, that's like, why the ESA was formed. The ESA was formed by government pressure. The government mm-hmm. stepped in after the whole like video games and violence debates had happened in the 90s. The government came in to say, listen, you need to regulate yourselves. Otherwise, we're going to regulate it for you mm-hmm. and you don't want us regulating it. So that's how that's why the ESA was born. So it's not to diminish their role. They're very important yeah. in the grand scheme of things. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I just think E three is it, the way they've been doing things has been so archaic for so long and they didn't evolve fast enough. And that was, and then, like you said, the pandemic just put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. So So. still looking forward to Xbox, uh, like Xbox's conference and I'm looking forward to Nintendo's direct. And that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Like the only really of the big three that was there was Nintendo and it was only the treehouse stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, Capcom did a small thing. Uh, Square Enix did a small th- and they were like small, little tiny, like 20 minute presentations. Like, yeah, you don't need an E3 for that. Yeah. No, no. Nintendo taught us that a long time ago. Right. Like, with their drugs. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so. All right, story. Let's get to the wrap up. Uh, Xbox Game Pass hits 25 million subscribers. After an already busy Tuesday for Microsoft, they also released a statement about their number of gamers who subscribe to Game Pass. The number has officially hit 25 million subscriptions, which is impressive considering everything Xbox has been through over the last decade. Microsoft now owns 33 developers and three publishing arms, including Bethesda and uh, pending Activision Blizzard to bolster their Game Pass library with some of the biggest IP in gaming. It will definitely be a challenge for anyone to say that Game Pass isn't a great deal, especially for fans of Western role-playing games and first-person shooters. That is at the bare minimum for Microsoft and all its studios that are part of the Game Pass subscription. $250 million a month, mm-hmm. at the very least. Like, if you're if you're Game Pass Ultimate, and that's $15 a month, like, that's obviously bumps up that number a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. yeah, $250 million a month. And that $15 gets you EA Play as well. Yeah, exactly. Which is just, you know, Titanfall and Star Wars and Dead Space, right? Like, that, mm-hmm. that's all worth it, right? Mass Effect. Yep. Dragon Age. Yep. Sports games. Yeah, FIFA. Yeah, Madden 22 is hitting Game Pass next week. I'm going to download it and play it. Really? Or EA Play, I think. Oh, next week. I was gonna... Next week, two weeks. In two weeks, I think. So. Okay. I was gonna say that must be in February then. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Speaking of sports games, WWE 2K22 has officially been announced, Stoy, with a March release date. 
After the abrupt cancellation of last year's game and taking a year to regroup, 2K has announced WWE 2K22 with a brand new trailer and the reveal of Rey Mysterio as the cover star and a release date of March 11th, 2022. Using the tagline, it hits different, Visual Concepts seems to have taken that time to really get back to what made the series popular in the first place. WWE 2K22 will include fan favorite GM mode, uh, the showcase mode, which focuses on Rey Mysterio and his career, my faction modes, my rise mode, and uh, uh, a story mode that uh, focuses on the different stories for creative male and female wrestlers and an in-depth creative suite for players to create and share cross-platform. I, I, I hope it works out for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from from what I hear. Lot... Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just, we're probably going to say the same thing, but yeah, the last couple were not, were not done very well. Yeah. Uh, from what I hear that the developer that did, did it previously, Ukes is working on an AEW game, which I hear people are really excited for, uh, as people keep getting laid off from the <laughs> WWE and making their way over there. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so. The Cuphead show is finally coming to Netflix in February. In a recent press release, Netflix has finally announced a release date for the show simply titled The Cuphead Show. The 12-episode first season is coming to the streaming giant on February 18th, 2022. Each episode will run about 12 minutes long and will focus on the adventures of Cuphead and Mugman, the main protagonists of the video game. About time. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out for sure. I wonder if this is the reason why uh, uh, A Delicious Last Course took so long to develop. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I know that the show is not hand drawn like the like the game. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, they're using. I think they're calling it. Uh, I forget what they're calling it. it. Was something real like buzzwordy and stupid. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say because if it was hand drawn, just like uh, you know, the olden days. Yeah, the olden days. Uh, dude, that would Cuphead, make sense. Cuphead, man, what a. As someone who grew up on the old Silly Symphony Disney cartoons, mm. God, Cuphead is so just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It's I hard mean, as, as balls, a, but as a as a video game, it's so it looks so good. I know. Oh, it's so good. <clears throat> uh, last on and the rap- a team of like five people. There's like five people on that development yeah. team. I think. Yeah. Jeez. There's it was four people and like the composer, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is insane, and they're all related yeah. to each other. Studio and DHR. It's like two brothers and their wives, I think. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine uh, working with uh, my family. Yeah, God. Uh, anyways, last on the wrap-up, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop are coming to Fortnite. When players logged into Fortnite uh, this week, they were granted with a nice surprise. An update to the storefront brought both Clint Barton and Kate Bishop from Marvel's Hawkeye to the island, building the massive roster of not only superheroes but licensed crossover characters as well. Both Clint and Kate are costumed after their Disney Plus counterparts decked out in their iconic charcoal and violet colors from the show. In traditional fashion, each character skin costs 1500 V-Bucks. How much is that in real money? I think it's $15. Good Lord. Uh uh, 1500 V-Bucks each, or if you want both characters, they can be purchased together in a bundle for 2400 V-Bucks. If players purchase the bundle, however, they get extra goodies, uh, including a Hawkeye-themed glider, harvesting tools, a back-bling quiver, and a special loading screen when the skin is equipped. The glider can also be bought separately for 800 V-Bucks. 
Okay. So, neat. Neat. God, Fortnite's so expensive. Jesus Christ. My God. I mean, <laughs> and, and the fact that it's still going, like, they could really, like, just kind of grab any franchise out there. I know. And, you know, yeah, for however much, like, you get, like, a 30% kickback in whatever money we make. And, yeah, 15 bucks. Yeah. Good Lord. They just added, they just added another character this week, too, from uh, the League of Legends show on Netflix. <clears throat> Uh, whoever the main character is of the show, the Arcane show, which I hear is really good, but yeah, I, I hear Arcane is really good, yeah. But Jesus Christ, dude! I remember I hopped in. I was like, when when uh, Marcus and Kate from Gears came to Fortnite, I hopped in. I was like, you know what? Not that I'm gonna play Fortnite all that much, but the mm-hmm. Gears characters would be really fun to have. I hopped in, dude. To buy both of them it was like thirty dollars. I'm like, good what, lord! What are you doing? No, yeah, <laughs> no. I could, oh my god, I could buy the entire Gears franchise for thirty dollars at my used game store. Why am I buying these goddamn skins? But but they keep doing it because people keep buying them. I know, people keep buying them. Gotta gotta respect Epic for. I don't just... know. Yeah, <laughs> they got a they got a formula and they're nailing it. God. I'm so glad I'm not into Fortnite. Like, same. I'm glad because it's expensive. It's more expensive than this entire hobby itself. Yeah, really. You think about it. One character is one month of Game Pass. Yeah, really. Like, Jesus honestly. Christ. Think about that, everybody. If you're well, next time you're buying a skin on Fortnite for fifteen dollars, think about hundreds of games you can have at your disposal. Any genre that you could think of is on Game Pass right now. Ah. Oh. Like a swift kick to the taint. I know, right in the taint, like that little fleshy bit right in between <laughs> your butthole and your pee hole, or your uh, sack, depending on the the gender that you identify with. Yes. Mm. God. Taint. taint is such a good word. Thanks for bringing that back into my life, Stoy. Oh, no problem, man. I mean, I just—it's one of those things. If there's one thing you've ever contributed to this show, it's that. <laughs> besides getting besides getting a tagline on a t-shirt it's just bringing back the word taint yeah ah my mom would be proud of me yep sick and taint sick and taint what, what yeah. does a sick taint look like um i don't uh, want to know it, you know what no you want me to tell you <laughs> nope not on this show it would be it would be on in the vein of that whole uh boss rush after dark episode <laughs> yeah god dude that mm. <laughs> We're going to move on to our segment, pass it on. We're going to talk about sure. what's... We can give people a teaser, because isn't that one coming up soon? Uh, for, uh, look, look it com- <laughs> if you are a patron of ours, which you can join the Boss Rush Network Patreon for a dollar, uh, that episode that Stoy was on co- is out in two weeks. Uh, very grotesque story about a male genitalia operation. We'll just leave it at that. Moving on. Yeah, if you're listening on free feeds, it comes out in one month. So, gross. We're moving to pass it on, Stoy. What's coming to Game Pass this week after this already murderous week of Game Pass? I know for a fact that they're going to shadow drop at least a couple, so keep in mind when you listen to this. Last week, I wrote the Game Pass story for BossRush.net. What's coming to Game Pass? Thursday night, sure thing. Nothing else, or maybe it was Wednesday night. I'm like, they can't, they can't possibly announce anything else. Thursday morning, they added Death's Door and Danganronpa. Yep. 
after I posted the article, I'm like, God damn it. Just I'm not writing this an article until Friday. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I remember when I would do that and I was like, man, my article's already outdated for crap. Yeah. So, I, honestly, yeah, that, that that may be beneficial to just like hold off until Friday. Yeah. To just be like, this is what came out just recent this this week. Yeah, Friday or like maybe even Saturday morning, people are lounging on their couches, scrolling their phones, they're like, Oh, Boss Rush put out an article about what's on Game Pass this week. Yeah, because I got nothing to go in this weekend, so maybe uh Yeah, maybe see what's up what's up on Game Pass, bro. Well, this week, so far, there's only one game that's been announced, and it's called Taiko no Tatsujin, the Drum Master. <laughs> Taiko Drum Master is coming to Game Pass. Jesus Christ. Taiko Drum Master is coming to Game Pass. Did they sell us a damn drum? No. These games come with drums. Why did they not give us a drum? It's what, I, I don't understand why this game exists uh, on a platform and they don't sell you drums because, that. I mean, this was, I think, a PlayStation 2 and Xbox game. Was it, was it on Xbox? I think it was the 360 game because I think there was a Connect version. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Connect version of this game. I'm pretty sure there was. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it was on PlayStation 2 because I remember the drums mm-hmm. at the time too as well. But uh, yeah, this is just like a drum rhythm game with weird Japanese art in the background. Yep, that's mm. about all I got with that. I mean, that's look. It's there's weird. enough this week to like get you through the next month. Let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you'll be able to put in as many hours as you want in paparazzi. So, <laughs> yes, if, that's, that if was, that's... That was the game I was talking about. Oh, is that the game you were talking about? Okay, I, I don't know. Paparazzi. I, I thought that's what... I thought we were on the same page here. Uh, okay. I was thinking more along the lines of the Hitman trilogy or Death's Door. Mm-hmm. But you well, know, okay, paparazzi sure, yeah. too. Paparazzi, you know, whatever floats your gaming boat, I guess. You know, don't forget Mass Effect Legendary Editions on Game Pass too. That came out this month. Yeah. So I mean, that you know, that could take up a lot. It's true. It could. Yeah. It could definitely. So take there's up a something. Lot of there's something for everybody. That there is definitely something for everybody, and by everybody we mean everybody. Yep. So that game is cut. That game is coming to Game Pass on the 27th. So on Thursday. Yes. All right. So, well, my son's excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's his screams of joy. Yes. Oh gosh, this is the absolute worst time to be doing that. It's, it's okay. He's old baby. Babies. Yeah. Babies. Babies. All right, Stoy. We decided to go into our topic of the show. And I had a, we we came up with a really cool topic. Which is going to be like a year-long topic. Story. Yeah, we're going to be revisiting this for a while. We are. So, where did my show notes go? Did I delete my show notes? Jesus Christ, story. Why do I do that all the time? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, look, stop clicking on things. I just, I was trying to get to my list of games, and then I closed this doc and opened a different one, and then I became mm. an ass. Anyways, our topic of the show is a 2022 Xbox Game Metacritic draft. The rules are simple. We're going to pick 10 games. We're going to pick 10 games that we know about right now. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, we're going to add up the Metacritic scores and see who wins. Right. And the loser has to, we didn't, we didn't get that far yet, but the loser has to get the winner something. Right. Okay. Whether it's like a month of game pass or like something stupid or some game that they've been wanting and didn't buy or something. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. 
halfway through the year, like around E3 time or uh, Jeff Keighley's summer game, Fuck Fest, whatever happens with that. <laughs> I, want, I, want it, I want that to be the title, Jeff Keighley's Fuck Fest. Uh, <laughs> Guys, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> after, after these uh, major show announcement style things, we have the opportunity to add five more games to our list. So after, like, say E3 happens, if you want to add five games after E3, you can add five games after E3. Okay, because but the, then you the, can't, the but, list is pretty thin, man. Yeah. But of then, what's what we know. Yeah, but then you can't add after Gamescom or Tokyo Game Show or okay. any inside Xbox thing that happens. So what we're going to do is, you know, if you want to add one after E3, two after Gamescom, and three after Tokyo Game Show, then you can, even though that's six and not five. Math. Okay. Uh, so we're going to revisit the draft halfway through the year. But right now, we're going to pick ten games, and Stoy can't pick a game that I pick, and I can't pick games that Stoy picks. Uh, and at the end of the year, we're going to add up our Metacritic scores, and the winner will be provided a gift. So, Stoy... I'm going to let you go first. Oh, okay. Thank you. Because well, I'm a nice guy. I appreciate that. So I tried to be nice to you in my draft. I tried to be accommodating, and I, I, I'm mm. giving you one big one. Like, I'm giving you a huge one. You're giving me a big one? Yes, I'm giving you a big one. Because um, I'm not entirely confident in that, but <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we'll, let, we'll, we'll, we'll see when we get there. Um, my first one's going to be a Plague Tale Requiem. Ooh, that's a a good one. That's, yeah. The first one was such a really good sleeper hit that it just like came out of nowhere of it being like such a great game. And I know they're going to, they're going to take that success and they're going to double down on this next one. And there's not an official release date for this, but I know when it, when it drops this year, which is supposed to, it's going to be good, man. I, I believe you. I believe you. I, th- I I mean, I've heard good things about this, the first game, and I feel like that that game has had enough hype around it that I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are really, really, really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good first pick. Well, thank so, you. So I know the game you're leaving on the table. Okay, you, you kind of figured that out. And I'm struggling. T- if I want to pick it or not, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of great games coming out this year. Mm-hmm. A lot, man. Okay. I'm kind of looking through like the 25 games that I have listed here and I want to see if I want to like really, hmm. uh, I have, I, I do have one that I want to, I want to run by you before I make it. So I mean, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it. I think that'll be my next game. I'll just talk about, and then we'll see if that counts or not. Okay. Yeah, we probably should have talked about some of these things because like there are games that are getting like Series X and S versions this year. Yeah, I I think you know which one I'm talking about. Then. <laughs> well, there's there's Grand Theft Auto Five. There's The uh, Witcher. It's not that one. There's The Witcher Three. There's Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's the one I want to talk about. I mean, I. Th- We'll, we'll after I make my pick, we'll we'll go, we'll have that conversation right after this. Okay, after sounds I make good. My pick. Am I gonna be the ass who doesn't pick Starfield? 
God, I don't know. I mean, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Well, but, I, but I figured I'd leave it out the table right for you. Right now, it's like, right now it's between Starfield and Stalker 2. Well, can I take Stalker 2? <laughs> well, what if I wanted to take Stalker 2? Well, I suppose it's up to you, but... <laughs> God. Hey, man, you do you. You know what? Because, so, okay, so I have, I run the risk. If I pick Starfield, I have, I run the risk of it being delayed out of the year and then getting that big goose egg for Starfield. It could be. But Pat reminded me of this today that that date that they have, 11-11-22, November 11th is a very specific day in Bethesda history. Yeah. So if they nailed that down, yeah, and I think even like Oblivion came out on that day. So if they release on that, like if they made that a date, they're going to nail that. Mm. So, I'm pretty confident that it's going to come out that day. That's a good point. So, you know, buddy. You know. You know what? Bethesda games score incredibly high, even if they don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You made a good point about the release date. Well, Pat did, I guess. But you brought it up, so I'm giving you credit. Thank you. Appreciate that. (sighs) I'm just a messenger. I guess you know what? Screw it, Starfield. Okay. I actually, I actually downloaded Fallout Three because I've never played a Fallout game. I played a little really? bit. Really? I played. Well, that's not entirely true. I played a little bit of Fallout Four, and I played. I, I played a little bit of Skyrim, even though I know it's not an Elder Scrolls game or not a Fallout game. It's essentially, you know, mm-hmm. Fallout Dragons. We'll call it. That'd be cool. That'd be an awesome game. Fallout Dragons. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone's made it. I know someone, some modder. But in a conversation I had, I recently like came to the conclusion that there are a bunch of games that I used to not like that I actually love now. Mm-hmm. Mostly like open world RPGs. Yeah. Uh, and somehow in the last like three or four years, I've really fallen in love with them. And I'm like, why would you fall in love with a genre that you don't have time to play? Because yeah, who children. why would you dedicate time to something that doesn't dedicate time to you? Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't respect your time. Yeah. Also, I almost bought a backbone today just now because it's, it's overnight delivery and I'm going on a trip. Oh, okay. Should I? Hmm. Anyways, I don't even right. know what a backbone is. It's the it's the controller made specifically for Xbox Game Pass for phones. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right. <sighs> Anyways, Stoy, do you want to have the Series XS release conversation right now? What are you What are you talking about? Like the oh oh yeah. So <clears throat> I feel I feel Cyberpunk 2077 when it when it gets that upgrade you know which is supposed to be happening soon like we're talking like within a month it's rumored mm-hmm. uh i really think the sales of that game are gonna jump this year yeah so that's why i mean and that's gonna make me literally play the game now mm-hmm. because i got a few hours into it and then i stopped because i'm like i'm just gonna wait for a complete polished experience for this mm-hmm so and I think a lot of people are in that same boat of just like waiting for the patches, waiting for this upgrade. So 
I mean, if you think that's okay, then I think I think if they are getting proper Xbox Series X or S releases this year, I think it's okay because a lot of outlets are going to re-review those games, right? Yeah, especially something like Cyberpunk. Uh, mm. and probably GTA. I don't know about The Witcher because, like, I mean, that game's just. Massive. I, I, yeah. I really don't know about The Witcher. I mean, how much, how much more could they improve it? But I think, I think Cyberpunk, since a lot of eyes are on it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that game is going to get re-reviewed on these consoles, and I think GTA just because it's GTA is going to get re-reviewed. So I think, yeah, I think that that is okay. Okay, all right. So Cyberpunk for me. Cyberpunk think, for you? Yeah, Cyberpunk. Because I, I think people will be concerned, like, okay, is this is Cyberpunk good now? Like with this upgrade, like is is it something I could jump back into and not experience anything? So I think you're right that a lot of outlets I think will review it again and say, Hey, now's a good time to jump into it because it's mostly Yeah. Cool. All right. Cyberpunk for story right. it is. Yep, Cyber thank you. Well, since you're taking that, I'm gonna take go ahead and take Stalker too. Okay, cool. Because I think that that game's going to get a ton of, like, they delayed it, and I think they're sending the right message with this game. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, especially hardcore, like, PC people are really looking forward to this game. So Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my next pick. I'm more, I'm really intrigued. I'm so intrigued that I actually, like, went and downloaded the Metro games again Mm -hmm. because like you know i'll have time to play all those games plus fallout and all the other games i want to play uh (laughs) but i own them so uh, oh yeah why not yeah and i they're good they're they're, they're good solid games yeah really good yeah play it in russian okay with english subtitles no i'm gonna play it in russian have my wife translate it for me there you go yeah no subtitles it's that way it's so funny. It's on that on that translation note. The first time I ever like played Destiny in front of her, and I went into the Cosmodrome. Uh-huh. All the signs are in Russian, and she like knew exactly what they said and everything. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Do right. you know that um, uh, Resident Evil Six? All the uh, enemies were uh, had Serbian names. Oh, really? Yeah, it was funny because like I'm like. Oh, that's kind of coincident. Like they, that name is is Serbian for devil, and I'm like, wait a minute, but all these other all these other names are Serbian too. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. So like a, a lot of people were just like, oh, we all thought they were like made up names, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> that's cool. All right, Stoy, what's your next uh, next game? Uh, this one's kind of like an obscure one. Um. Because I've been really looking forward to this one. Uh, coincidentally, this is made by a Serbian developer, um, uh, Scorn. Ooh, nice. The this is supposed to be like a HR Giger painting mm-hmm. come to life. Yeah. And there's not much that is known in terms of, you know, gameplay. We really haven't seen much. But it, it was supposed to come out, I think, by the end of the year last year. And they kind of like shadow dropped, like kind of like a last minute. Oh, we're you know we're just delaying it mm-hmm. um, to an undisclosed date next year. Um, but uh, yeah, like from what we saw beforehand, I mean the art style is really what's going to kind of sell people on this game. 
I imagine it's going to have like basic first person shooter gameplay, but mm-hmm. I mean, th- I think this is going to be Xbox's first big horror game this year. Cool. Wow. Um, okay. Well, speaking of horror games, I think I'm going to pick Dying Light 2. Okay. Uh, I think that that game looks really good, and I don't even like horror games. I The first one was, like, really interesting. I just didn't play it enough to, like, really deep dive into that. But I think that the, a lot of people are going to get a lot of that out of this game, uh, especially, you know, since it takes 500 hours to see everything. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, the way they talk about how dynamic the world is, depending on your choices and stuff, seems really compelling. And if they pull it off correctly and they – uh, allow people to experience the movement and stuff from the first game. I think that this game is going to be something really special uh, for people. So that is my number three game. Cool. All right. My next one is going to be, and I'm going to be nice to you here. I'm going to claim Gotham Knights. Why um, would you claim that over Suicide Squad? <laughs> Because I'm gonna give you Suicide. I'm actually more. I'm honestly more confident in Gotham Knights coming out this year than Suicide Squad. Because that game was supposed to come out in 2021, and I think the pandemic kind of delayed things of their development processes. Because we saw gameplay of Gotham Knights a whole year before Suicide Squad. That's true, dude. Gotham Knights is gonna be rad. Yeah. By the way, it re- it really is. Like, so I'm more confident that Gotham Knights is going to come out this year than Suicide Squad. So that's why I left that for you, if, if you're more confident that mm. Suicide Squad's coming out. Mm. But, you know, I I think people are going to love the hell out of this game. It's going to bring back that old, you know, familiar Batman and Arkham City, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fighting game formula and the co-op aspects of it. Like, dude, it's mm. going to do well. Well, I appreciate you leaving me Suicide Squad, Stoy, but that is not my next pick. Okay, all right. Because I think, actually, until just now, I totally forgot this game was even coming out this year, <laughs> let alone in a couple weeks. But Elden Ring is mine. I I just think anybody who likes Dark Souls is just going to love this game because it's a Dark Souls game, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to review well because the people who are going to review it are Souls people, and they're going to just eat this game alive. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not going to give it to some pleb who just can't play it and be like, well, it's a four out of, four out of ten because uh, it's very hard. Yeah. yeah. So Elden Ring, my choice. Four. Okay. Number four. Number five, Story, cool. what's your number five? <clears throat> this one's coming up soon. Crossfire X. Ooh. Uh, it's developed by... The, the campaign is being developed by Remedy. And I think it's going to be a very, very, very fun first-person shooter. There is, I mean, I think the only competition it really has in terms of AAA games is that month is, um, did it again, um, is uh, Dying Light 2. So, you know, I think in the first-person market, I think it's going to do well. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think that Remedy's name being tied to it is going to just make it sell, at least to like the hardcore people, right? Like I, I just I think people are interested in a 
first-person shooter with control-like powers, I think, is what a lot of people are anticipating. Yeah, and really good, like, kind of cinematic cutscenes and really good story, because admittedly, like, the first-person shooter market is, like, really dropped substantially over the last, like, five, seven years. Like, there really hasn't been anything notable beyond the mainstays, like... Halo, Destiny, Call of Duty, Battlefield. Like, yeah, those and like, are the big ones. And people don't play those for the stories, right? Like, I think people are interested in, in terms of a campaign, you know? Yep. And uh, they're going to get one. Mm-hmm. Whether it's good or not remains to be seen, but I think it's going to be really interesting. Yep, yep. Oh, man, now I'm in a pickle. Now I don't, now I got to pick, now I got to pick some stuff here. Um,. Man, I am not 100% sure on what I want to pick here. Let's see. We have Saints Row, which I think is going to be decent. But I feel like we can pick better. I feel like I can pick better. Tiny Tunes Wonderlands. I wonder how people are going to like that game because of Borderlands Burnout. I feel like so many people are burned out on Borderlands. Yeah, I, I, I am for one in particular that is burnt out. Yeah. I don't. I'm not like a huge Borderlands fan anyway. This is a little bit more intriguing than like a standards Borderlands type thing, but mm-hmm. also like I'm really tired of Borderlands. Just hearing about Borderlands, that I'm just yeah. like, man, I'll probably just wait till it's like cheap or on Game Pass or something at some point. Oh, Stoy, this is tough. Yeah, it is tough because I was I was struggling. Uh. Man, God, like Suicide Squad is so tempting too, but I still think it's going to get delayed out of this year. I really think that game's going to get delayed. Which game? Suicide Squad. Yeah. I just, I just, I have a pit feeling. Hmm. All right. I got to make a decision because I'm wasting airtime here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to pick Saints Row. Okay. I think a lot of people want a new GTA experience. Uh and we're clearly not getting one, right? Like I mean the GTA online stuff is one thing, but that game's been around for so long that I think people want something weird and something light in the GTA vein and I think Saints Row is going to deliver. I think that game looks great. I know mm-hmm. some people have problems with like the art style or kind of what they're focusing on, but I think that game looks really cool. So Saints Row. Yeah. All right, Stoy. Uh, it's this is a one um, that uh, is kind of out there, and I, I I don't think this is on your list. Maybe it is. I don't know because um, we never talked about it. But Gungrave Gore. Ooh. Um, this is a kind of like a weird, obscure Japanese action third-person action game, and we're talking like over the top action sequences mm-hmm. i don't think it's gonna it's not gonna sell very well but i think it's gonna review very well mm-hmm. it's gonna be a tight game tight gameplay mechanics tight controls you know like but i i, I think its popularity isn't gonna be as big but it's gonna review very well yeah yeah it totally makes sense i think that that's yeah. gonna you know like it, it only takes like a a niche person to review that game and give it a high score to make it Right, it's a good pick. So Smart yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna call that one. I that I was kind of like grasping at straws, and then I was like, oh yeah, man, I forgot that game is coming out this year. I think even the next one I plan on picking is like I keep forgetting it's 
you know, most likely coming out this year too. Yeah. All right, my next pick, Stoy, is Tunic. Son of a bitch! (laughs) Scratch what I just said 10 seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think that that game looks like uh, a lot of people have been anticipating it. I hope it's not a below situation where, like, so many people were anticipating it and then it just kind of reviewed mediocre and fizzled Mm -hmm. out. But I think Tunic has enough hype behind it and enough goodwill from the demos and stuff that people are really excited for it. So... Uh, Tunic is my number six pick. Okay. Sorry, Stoy. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I was like, oh, that that's kind of a weird, obscure one. I don't I don't know if he's going to have that one or not. But, uh, yeah, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's it fine. wasn't initially on my list, but you picked a couple, and I'm like, I got to mm-hmm. hit back with something big. Yeah, right. No, that's that's fine. I'm just, you know, I kind of I kind of expected this would this would happen anyway. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, my next one is going to be, um, I, I, I mean, this is kind of like, we haven't heard anything about this, but they have to come out with it this year and it's Forza Motorsport. Mm -hmm. And I know they said they're going to talk more about it when they have enough to show. And I know this is going to be the year that they're really going to double down on why you should own a series X. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we actually start to see what this hardware can do, mm-hmm. and I think this is going to be their, their like you know kicking down the door, with like this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. So Turn Ten Studios is going to turn it up, bah. with Forza Motorsport. Man, I I just came up with that. I didn't plan that at all. Look at you, look at <laughs> yeah, you. Look, hey, look at us. Look at us. We're doing things. Yeah, on this here podcast. Mm-hmm. Of sorts. Um, hmm. Okay. I've got another one for you. My next pick is you went big. I'm going to go small. small. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. All right. Cool. I think that game has a lot of not just uh, a lot of nostalgia behind it, but also the developer and the publisher are they specialize in these types of games and i think that they're they do take a lot of time to do things right i mean you look at the most recent streets of rage you look at a lot of the things that dot has put out you know over the last mm-hmm. couple of years in terms of that retro nostalgia feel i think that shredder's revenge is going to be the ninja turtles games people have wanted since the super nintendo and the genesis yeah, I mean, look at all the hype surrounding it already. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's interesting that you uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that because my next one is going to be River City Girls too. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Um, that's also on my yeah. list, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I, I threw that down at the bottom, and I was like, well, I mean, if I if I run out of run out of some, I'll I'll pull that one up. But uh, yeah, I'll claim that one because. Uh, it's that whole, you know, that retro side-scrolling beat-em-up franchise is still big, still popular. And, yeah, I, I forgot the developer's name that made River City Girls the first one, but it's it's Wasn't so it good. I, way it forward? actually came out on the PS... Yeah, it was way forward. Yeah, you're right. Um, it just came out on the PlayStation 5 just actually, I think, a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's going to be something I'm going to pick up for sure. I'm actually gonna. I mean, I have it for the Switch, and it's like, well, I suppose I don't need it again. But 
That game is so good. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. I'm 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 trying to pick between a couple here. There's, there's a couple that I want to pick, but one is kind of dangerous because it's rumored to be kind of delayed soon. Other mm-hmm. one was already delayed once. Hmm. All right. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Marvel's Midnight Suns. Okay. I, I know think, that got pushed back. I think there's a lot of hype around that game. I think a lot of people are excited to see what the XCOM team can do with a Marvel game. I know the card-based mm. system kind of turned some people off, including myself, but I also Same. think that they know what they're doing, and I'm excited to see what this game looks like. Well, maybe it, maybe that's what the delay is going to entail. Maybe they're going to rework the system to make it more, yeah, to make it user friendly. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope. Well, I I tweeted a long time ago when this game was announced, and then they started talking about it. I'm like, I tweeted at for access. I'm like, man, this game looks so promising, but a card based system, I'm out. Like, I'm just, I'm out. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. waste. Like, no offense to card based games, and they're just not for me. I just don't want to waste my time on a Marvel game that's based on card deck building yeah so and they liked the tweet so maybe yeah maybe they're actually listening to the feedback because yeah. uh and i i didn't say it like a dick right i was just like right yeah i was like man i was really looking forward to this game but car based games just aren't for me sorry for access so i think was the tweet and they liked mm-hmm. it so i mean not that i'm like some big personality on the internet but Hey man, when it comes out and that card-based system is abandoned, we can all thank you yeah. and just you only. It'd be great. You know what? Just yeah. Everybody thank me when that game comes out. No cards. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thanking you already in advance. So oh, thanks, Stoy. I appreciate. Yeah, you. no problem. Hey, I appreciate you because I really want to play this game. I know. And the fact that you convinced them to abandon the car- the card-based system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay let's see how many um, games we got left two more each two, it looks like two right? more yeah yep i'm gonna take wolf among us too Ooh, damn it <laughs> damn it <laughs> i it this is it, it was i think not the most popular game in the telltale catalog but i think it was the most highly reviewed yeah like it had the highest score yeah and I think these. I think the new development team at Telltale, with their new engine and new kind of approach to storytelling, like, and they're ditching the episodic format. Thank God. Like, I think this game is going to come out extremely polished. You know, hugely narrative focused. Because, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, when you when when they release games in like episodic format, some sometimes like the episodes are just completely disjointed or just you know it was like different mechanics and things didn't make sense so i'm glad they're all putting this out as like one big game so and i'm really looking forward to see what they what they bring with this so yeah good good choice good choice damn it good choice hate you so much right now uh Uh, that's all right i mean you took tunic from me and stalker too i did you're right i did (laughs) uh all right so my next game, Sea of Stars. I think that that game looks incredible. Uh, sea of Stars. Yeah. Have you not? Do you not know what this is? It's basically a, lo- to... 
it's basically their love letter to their love letter to Chrono Trigger. Like it's the studio that did made oh, the, yeah. made the messenger. It's yep, their kind yep, of action yep. RPG. Yeah, oh, no, I, I looked at the cover art and I was like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. God, dude, that game looks so good. I I yeah, can't it really for that. does. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't have much more to say about that. I just think it's gonna be awesome. I think that game's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome. Well, Stoy, it's the final one. I've got a couple. I'm like in between four, and I'm like thinking, like, which one do I really want to double down on? Because I'm in between three of them, and actually a fourth one. Because you did, did did you take Suicide Squad? Nope. No. Okay. So there's that. Like. Yeah. Oh, actually five. I forgot. I I moved that away from my list. Um. Because I was, I, I wanted to do Callisto Protocol, but I am ninety percent positive that's not coming out this year. It's listed on uh, on Game Informer's website as twenty twenty two. I know, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I really don't. I put it. I I, I know. I, I think everything I've seen about it is like twenty twenty two and stuff like that. But um, I really don't think so. That's why I kind of like put it on the bottom of the list. Um, now you can add it. You can still add it when we go to you know our halfway of the year to do our mid year draft. Still add it, but I mean, if if we're over ten, can we still add? Like, I yeah. Well, our limit is going to be fifteen. Okay, got but it. But right we're picking now. ten okay. now, and then you know adding five at the mid year. All right, I'm going to keep that on the. I, I'm going to go and say Suicide Squad then. Okay, I am pretty damn confident. I mean, the gameplay footage that we saw was looked pretty damn polished. Yeah. Like it looked really good. It looks. I mean, did it look mostly finished? I that, that I don't know, but I think that game I'm pretty damn finished. Yeah, I mean, to me, it looked pretty damn finished. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, now I have to make a big decision here. There's a couple. There's a couple I was looking at. Man, mm-hmm. I want like. I wanted I wanted to pick Destiny the Witch Queen so bad. But Destiny expansions don't ever review great until the seasons start popping in. So I know mm-hmm. initially that the Witch Queen will probably score around a 7 or an 8. Cuz it always happens. Yeah. So I'm not going there. My other thought was Redfall. But that game is rumored to be delayed again. Yeah. But I don't know for how long. I forgot about that game. Yeah. Because it, it's supposed to... You know what, you know what to... else? I... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's supposed to come out in the first half of this year, but it's rumored that it's going to get delayed, even mm-hmm. though it doesn't really have like a firm release date. Yeah, I thought I heard like May or June. Yeah. Yeah. I think May was like the big kind of X. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were the two I was looking at, but also, man, Loot River was one I was looking at too, like, God, man, also Hogwarts Legacy was one I was looking at, but also that game was rumored to be in trouble, so I don't want to pick that right now. Um, Lego Star Wars was also one, but also like how high scores do legos games usually get you know so 
yeah, especially the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. I don't think the. I don't know. I don't know. I know they took a lot of like creative, uh, kind of choices with this game, but man, man, Stoy, I don't know what to pick. You took all the good ones. Uh. Oh, stop it! <laughs> did you even take? Did you even take Starfield? I did. You did. Okay, that was like the first one. Actually, you gave it to me. So yeah, I gave it to you. You did. Um, man. All right, I gotta. I gotta make a pick here. You know what? Screw you know, it. Yeah, I could pick you one for you. Screw it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Redfall. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I mean, if it gets delayed, I, I wouldn't imagine it get delayed till, you know. Probably later, later, like in the year. I, de- I, I mean, Deathloop got delayed over a year, though. Although, Sur- I mean, surprisingly, none of us picked Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, technically, we don't know which Call of Duty it is. So. Yeah. Right. No kidding. I mean, we could always add it at the mid-year draft. Yeah. We could. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that there. Just put a pin in it. Boop. You know, one one thing I was really looking forward to that I'm I'm still undecided on. One of the games I wanted to pick was. Um, uh, Prince of Persia remake. I know. I looked at that too. It's on my list too. Because <laughs> I, I know they delayed it by a significant amount because the gameplay trailer that we saw, like when they released it, like last year, was mm-hmm. looked like trash. Yeah. I was like, this is supposed to be a next gen game, and yeah. it looks like 360 graphics. I know, and it wasn't coming to Switch, which is looked looked like the platform it was made for. <laughs> yeah. If they told me like, oh, this is coming on the Switch, like, all right, I can see that. Yeah. But wow. Hmm. Man. Yeah. Oh, nobody picked multiversus either. Darn. Oh no. Oh darn. Oh darn. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah. So, all right. Here's the list in case you uh, tuned out a little bit. Stoys games so far. Now remember, we can add up to five more by the end of the year. Hmm. Plague Tale Requiem. Cyberpunk 2077. Scorn. Gotham Knights. Crossfire X. Gungrave Gore, Forza Motorsport, River City Girls 2, Wolf Among Us 2, and Suicide Squad. My games, Starfield, Soccer 2, Dying Light 2, Elden Ring, Saints Row, Tunic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Sea of Stars, and Redfall. So, uh... It's a good list. Yeah. It's a good list. I think they're all going to be surefire hits. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be uh. So what's your uh? What's your game for February? Dying Light two. Uh, Dying Light two and and Elden Ring. Mm, okay, all right. So I'm gonna be my. I think my only game I got coming out in February is Crossfire. Yeah. So, so basically, I think what we're gonna do is at the end of every month, like the last uh, episode of every month, we'll we'll go through and kind of give updates on our scores. Right. So, yeah. And just kind of keep everybody updated. So. I think that's a good, good thing to to do. Yeah, I think your Elden Ring may uh, may eke out in February. May eke out my Crossfire. Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, this was fun though. This was yeah. God, man, there are a lot of man. There's a lot of good games coming out this year, dude. Like I was yeah, really. I was looking through this list and not even like even the uh, exclusives on PlayStation and Switch are like really good. Like uh, Mario plus Rabbids two and Zelda and god of war and right oh zelda ain't coming out 
year. I, 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 I'm really standing firm on that one that it ain't coming out this year. I, I think it's gonna I mean, be. It sucks. I think it's gonna be March 2023 personally, but it on the yeah. list that Game Informer provided, it says 2022. So I went with it, mm-hmm. but I still think it's gonna be a March 2023 thing. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, I really don't think. Uh, I think. I mean, unless. I know Nintendo historically always comes out with like if they make a game announcement that it's going to come out within a six month window. So mm-hmm. they usually are pretty good with that. So um, yeah. it's very rare that they announce something years in advance. And if they do, it's like, ah, shit, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like uh, shouldn't Bayonet- have done that. Like Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4 are the mm-hmm. two big ones. Yep. And like I think a game like Zelda though it just has that really long kind of hype window that just never dies so you can kind of announce it whenever you want. It's like, well, yeah, sure. Well, Stoy, that's gonna do it for this episode that's of Marcel X. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Remember, you can catch us on Tuesdays on podcast services. Leave us a five star review if you listen on iTunes or Spotify. It really helps us out. Uh, Stoy, I appreciate <laughs> your time tonight. Where can we find hey, you? Hey, man, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. It is. Uh, you can find me on the EXP cast, a video game podcast. We're part of the Boss Rush Network as well. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXP cast. And also, you can follow me on my personal Twitter and Instagram at StoyMKE8. Nice. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HD. And you can find me hosting the Boss Rush Podcasts and various other things here on the Boss Rush Network. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen to our shows. Check out all of our content on BossRush.net. And we will see you next week on another episode of Arsenal X. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.